0: Jordan Canales not here on deck. Instead is John Donahoe with you live from the Audio Hub at Crown. Get down to the SEN Audio Hub at Crown. I've got $50 gift cards I can give away to anyone who joins in. one 736 736 the open line. You can also text us through on 433 98 16 Going to be a big, fun three hours as we build up to grand final week. A replay now of the 2002 and 2003 deciders, both won by the Lions. Collingwood taking on Brisbane at the MCG next Saturday afternoon. It's going to be 25 degrees at the home of footy. There's been plenty happening right across the weekend. We've got State League Grand Finals. We've got uh, Oscar Piastri finishing in third in the Jap- Japanese Grand Prix. And anything you want to put on the agenda, the Aussies are playing a game of cricket as well at 6 p.m. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Sarah Black going to join us. At 5:45, as well, talk a little bit of AFLW. Bryce Gibbs is going to give us the latest from the Sanful Grand Final. Uh, Campbell Brown also at the VFL Grand Final, going to join us a little bit later on. And Michael Whiting is going to jump on from AFL Media to set the scene for Brisbane Broncos are in the Grand Final, as are the Lions. It's going to be a big week in Brisbane. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what Michael Whiting has in terms of uh, the build-up. In the uh, up in Brisbane there zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen been some ticketing issues apparently as well already for the grand final so if you are affected by that give us a call also but I just want to start with favourite grand final moments that's going to be a, a theme obviously tonight nice and easy very simple favourite grand final moments in history I want to hear yours right across. The journey. I want to hear your favourite grand final moments. I've got a couple. I'll just wait to get confirmation that we've got some audio that uh, I want to play as well, because uh, because I've got a ripper. One, it didn't go to plan for the team though, but it was one of the great moments. So one three hundred seven three six seven three six on the open line zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen to get yourself involved. We mentioned the VFL grand final as well. Uh, Gold Coast have a ten five sixty five lead over the over Werribee six five forty one. So we'll keep you up to date on that. And they've just kicked another goal. The Gold Coast so eleven five eleven five seventy one now to six five forty one. So a thirty point lead for the Gold Coast Suns. Uh, also around the traps, St Kilda have gotten their first AFLW win this season. With a nice win over the Pies, they were down twenty-one nothing at at one point. High-scoring affair, forty-seven to thirty-five at RSCA Parks. St Kilda winning by twelve points. Also, around the AFLW, a twenty-point win for the Bombers at Windy Hill. And also earlier, so just pull it up here. A couple of games earlier, a two-point win to the Lions over North Melbourne, and also uh, the Swans with a win over the Eagles. Around the grounds in AFLW. So we'll get the latest on that from Sarah Black soon. We'll take your calls. 1300 736 736. Favorite grand final moments in history from your team, from a neutral perspective? What was your favorite moment over the years? I've got one and I'll get the audio to go in a sec, but when Jules gives me the all clear, I'll play the audio. But the 2010 grand final. Where Brendan Goddard soared and, and nearly gave Saints fans the, the moment they were waiting for. It was one of the great grand final marks. It'll always go down as one of the great grand final marks in history. He went back, he kicked the goal, and Saints fans were just able to dream just for a little bit at the time. Now, it obviously didn't work out for them, but I just think one of the greatest grand final moments we've seen, one of the great marks we've ever seen in grand final history as well. So we'll play that for you very, very soon. Uh, and also, we'll uh, we'll get our calls. As I just have the wrong uh, screen up here, so I'll just change this, and we can get some calls on the line. One three hundred seven three six seven three six to get involved. Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. People down here at Crown, welcome in, guys. Come in, have a chat, and we'll uh, we'll get your thoughts on the grand fire. Who Who guys' support? Collingwood. You got tickets? No, you got tickets. All right. Well, good luck. Good luck. Why don't we, for these guys being the first in jewels, let's give them a $50 uh, Crown gift card as well. So you can, uh, you can cruise around the Crown uh, precinct here with that. So for being the first ones in, guys, we'll give you that. Uh, feel free to make yourselves at home if you want. Uh, John Donoe with you here on Sunday evenings on SEN. We're down at the SEN Audio Hub at Crown. Don't forget, for your chance to win a $50 gift card, come in, see me. We're at the Audio Hub in the Metropole Precinct. It's finals footy time at Crown, and we'll just uh, what are we what are we going to get on here, mate? Uh, so 6.541. one six five forty one. We're just having a few tech problems at the moment. We'll get to uh, we'll get to those in a second. We'll get to your calls and texts. Also, uh, as we mentioned, Oscar Piastri finishing third in the Japanese Grand Prix as well. Nice podium for him. He's got a bright future ahead of him. The Aussie star. And, uh, and I reckon he'll, uh, he'll be on the podium a few more times. Let's queue up. Let's play this big moment. It didn't end well for the Saints, but this moment in 2010 was one of my favourite grand final moments. Belting forward. Goddard! <laughs> what a Collingwood has never been behind in this grand final today. The Saints have never been in front until now. So there it was, the moment that Brendan Goddard put the Saints in front and then obviously we know it ended in a draw and Collingwood came out and Collingwood fans are hoping that the scenario will be the same this year, obviously minus the extra week of grand final footy. But they take on the Lions. First time that those two have gone at it since 2003 and obviously they played those back-to-back grand finals 2002 and 2003. Your memories from that as well, if you're a Collingwood supporter... Give us your memories of 2010, your memories of earlier Grand Finals as well. And I'm just interested to hear if anyone's had issues with ticketing. Sam Edmund has uh, tweeted moments ago, as we just pulled up, Ticketek have had real problems with, uh, with their ticketing over the last couple of weeks, I guess, as well. But Sam Edmund apparently saying that people have paid for tickets and not received tickets uh, around the traps at the moment. So Sammy Edmund on Twitter says all sorts of carnage going on with grand final ticketing with top tier collingwood members club legends a uh, club 5 legends saying they've missed out on tickets despite being guaranteed them in their packages some saying money has been withdrawn but no ticket so continues with a stressful time for all and he said members who selected no standing room in the registration process will miss out on a ticket if they were allocated standing room Uh, He's told the small number of Priority One Collingwood members who did not get a ticket for selecting no standing room can contact the club. Successful members who've had their cards charged will get ticket confirmation on Monday morning. So if you are one who has been affected by the ticketing issue, make sure you uh, give the club a call because uh, the problem with this is as well, the problem with Grand Final Week, and we all love Grand Final Week as as footy purists, but it's not it's unfortunately not the most pure week of grand final footy that we've ever seen you know it's it's basically run by the corporates these days so hopefully you can get a ticket i think it's 17000 i think the message came through the other day i think it's 17000 allocation per team so 17000 collingwood supporters is literally all members are going to get access to which is a shame in grand finals because you want you want it packed out and the the most loyal of supporters are collingwood supporters and they're not going to be packed in to the MCG. A few will, but some won't. So hopefully you can get your hands on tickets. one 736 736 your favourite grand final moments over the journey. 0 98 11 16 Ross and Geelong says 2016, the Dale Morris rundown on Lance Franklin in the last quarter. Bulldogs kicked a goal. That was the Tom Boyd goal from outside 50, which was an amazing finish and really gave the Bulldogs their opportunity to win their first grand final since 1964. A couple around the traps as well. T-Bus in Canterbury says Yarra Pigeons up by five points in a classic granny against Albury. Stevie J coaching his heart out. Go Pigeons. Well done. I'm glad to hear that because one of my great mates plays for Yarrawonga. So Howie, good work. Hopefully he's going to walk away with a premiership medal around his neck, the big ruckman, the big number 12 for, uh, for Yarrawonga. He's a big unit and he's, uh, he's no doubt had a big say on proceedings there at uh, a beautiful, beautiful Lavington Oval there in Albury. So uh, if there are any other updates on local footy, I know Collegians, I reckon, are reckon, about to win the VAFA Grand Final as well. So it's that time of year where Grand Finals are happening. In fact, I think they have won the Grand Final as well. So a six-goal win there. It's Grand Final galore. It's Grand Final Fever. Down here at the Audio Hub at Crown. Get down, the SEN Audio Hub, for your chance to win a $50 Crown gift card. If you're in the region, come in and say hello, like a couple of the people have here. Hello, mate. How are you? Very good. How are you? Who do you support? Carlton. Carlton. bad luck. Very bad luck. <laughs> Unfortunate after a, five goal, uh, after a five goal start last night. Well, we'll talk more about last night's game and Friday night's game. Some classic prelim finals. It's been a ripping final series so far. Uh, Your thoughts on all of that as well. Collingwood fans, Brisbane fans, let us know your excitement. Brisbane fans, if there are any of you out there that are coming down, give us a ring. Let us know when your journey starts, where you're going to be setting yourself up. Hopefully you'll be able to get your hands on some tickets as well. Uh, Join us from the audio hub at Crown in the Metropole Precinct. It's finals footy time at Crown and in the VFL Grand Final. It's the late stages of the third quarter, 12-6-78 Gold Coast. So they look like they're in complete control Maybe your child just kicking a goal moments ago to 6-5-41. So it's 12-6-78, 6-5-41. We'll keep you across all of that. We're going to go to Bryce Gibbs as well soon to talk about the Sandfall Grand Final. Glenelg leads Sturt 79-46, to 46, 10 minutes into the fourth quarter, and uh, the Waffle Grand Final will get underway as well in a little while. As you know, this weekend it was a Thriller on Friday night, GWS by a a single point and heartache for the Giants, who have been the feel-good story of this season. And then Brisbane, after a five-goal start for the Blues, comes in and gets the job done. They kick five goals in the second quarter of their own. We'll delve deeper into those games in just a moment. And as a result, we now have a rematch of the 2002-2003 Thrillers. A nine-point win in 2002 for the Lions, a 50-point drubbing in 2003, and Brisbane went back to back to back. Your thoughts, your favourite grand final moments, 1300 736 736 0433 98 11 16. Sunday evenings here on SEN. Great to have your company on a Sunday evening here on SEN. John Donahoe with you, Jordan Canellis. He'll be back in the morning to take you through all the NFL action live on SEN. We're uh, monitoring all the State League Grand Finals going on around the country at the moment. 79-47 late in the third quarter, uh, uh, Gold Coast leading against Michael Barlow's Werribee. So, Gold Coast with an opportunity to win their first VFL Grand Final. I know it is, does sound strange when you say the Gold Coast Suns are in the Victorian Football League Grand Final, but maybe that's something they need to change over the next few years and... Maybe make it just a state based competition one three hundred seven three 736 got a couple of callers on the line we 've got a heap of stuff to run through uh, obviously the footy over the last couple of days has been enthralling and we go into a grand final this week MCG two of the best teams and it feels like the right grand final that we should have in Carlton and uh, sorry in Collingwood and Brisbane one and two on the ladder feels like the right grand final for this season. Uh, we are down here at the Audio Hub at Crown in the Metropole Precinct. It's footy finals time at Crown. It's vibrant, plenty of people walking past. You can come in, you can say hello, you can sit down on the couch, have a little chin wag in the ad break, and if you're lucky enough, we'll give you away. Uh, we'll give away a Crown gift card to the value of 50 bucks. So get down here to the, or the Sen Audio Hub at Crown for your chance. To win a fifty-dollar crown gift card, Kevin in Cranbourne is on the line. He wants to have a chat about the ticket allocation for the grand final. G'day, Kev. G'day, mate. How are you going? Yeah, I'm super pumped. I've just had
1: my card debited for the money, so I've got two tickets to the grand final to go through the mighty lions, eat
0: the pies. Beautiful. Have the have the tickets lobbed? Have you uh, have you lobbed the tickets in your uh, email yet? Now apparently they deduct
1: the money today, which they have okay. done. Priority one member, they deduct the money yep. today, and that she gets uh, emailed out tomorrow, according to the RPL website.
0: Well, let's hope so, because there have so, been a few issues with Tiga Tech over the last little while, and hopefully not too many Collingwood and Brisbane fans are, uh, are, are affected. Are you a uh, are you a Fitzroy man from way back, Kev? Is that why you go for the Lions? Or yeah, what was the, yeah, the
1: Fitzroy, Fitzroy man, and then. Uh, to be honest, it took me about uh, 12 months to sort of follow the, the lines when they went up to Brisbane because mm. I was that devastated when when Fitzroy uh, left us. But um, And I've jumped on and ever since then I've been uh, uh, keen,
2: keen lines, man, just as ever before.
0: Feels like it's one of their best opportunities, Kev. Everything seems to have gone right. The big, t- tall posts up forward and Joe Danaher going really well and Eric Kipwood as well. And the the, the midfield just gelling nicely, it seems like. This could be the year yeah, for you. Yeah, no,
3: that, the, uh, the, the the tools up forward, the
1: forward line will do really well, but I reckon the uh, the Norm Smith medalist uh, will be Cam Rayner. He's just built for this grand final. He's ready to go. There's
0: a few people that have, people that have said Cam Rayner as the Norm Smith medalist. I like it, Kev. Good luck. Hey, enjoy the grand final next week. Hopefully you get some good seats as well, and uh, hopefully you can see your Lions get another win on the board. So good luck. Thanks, Kev. Good on you. Thanks, mate. Bye. Kevin in Cranbourne, there. He's got his tickets. If you've got your tickets or you've you've got confirmation that you're going to get tickets, let us know as well. And on the theme that Kev's thrown out there, we've got you know we've also uh, we've we've also thrown out the fact that we want to do uh, best grand final moments. But also let's let's hear who you reckon is going to win next week. Your Norm Smith medalist, and by how much? By how much? Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. We're just trying to get on. Jason Ackermanus might join us as well, very very soon. So we'll uh, work that out in the ad break. We've got a big show coming up. I know Ben Graham going to join us now as well. Bit of NHL action happening in Victoria. The LA Kings and the Arizona Coyotes are uh, are going at it in the little global series. The Kings were at the MCG the other night, so they had uh, a little fun with the footy finals as well. Sarah Black going to join us. Bryce Gibbs, Campbell Brown from the VFL Grand Final. We'll get his wash up as three-quarter time has just hit Michael Whiting as well. So we've got a jam-packed show, but we want to hear from you out there. one three hundred seven three six seven three six 736 736 down here at the Crown Audio Hub. And a favourite of SEN, Andy Interalgan, has called up and he's got a question for us. G'day, Andy. G'day, John. How are you tonight, mate? Good, mate. I'm going well. How are you? I'm real good, thank you, for this on this Sunday afternoon. It's all right. Go ahead. What, you, what, what question have you got for us, Andy?
1: Well, i got you a, lot, a question like I do with Andy and Gazy here in
0: Melbourne every Friday
1: afternoon after
4: the 3.30 news. And mm-hmm.
1: the question is, see the Balbo medal is tomorrow evening here in Melbourne. Name me your top three finishers and your roughy for the count.
0: Uh, all right. So top three... For the Brownlow. Okay, you put me on the spot here, Andy. I like it. So, I'm a, big, I'm a firm believer that Marcus Bontempelli nearly carried his team into a final series. I'm going to say Bont, he wins his first Brownlow. I think he's going to come, I think Nick Dacos is going to be leading most of the count. I think he'll come second. And I reckon Zach Butters came home with a wet sail to finish in third. And what was the other one? You wanted a roughie. Uh Who's the ruffie of the field? That's a good question. I know Fitzner Fitzner's keen on Lockie Neal. I don't think he had the, the year that we were all expecting. And I think uh, it, had Sam Walsh played more footy, I reckon he'd be right up there. i tell you who my ruffie will be. I don't think he'll win it, but I think my ruffie will be Tom Green. I, I love the way Tom Green goes about it. I think he is a future Brownlow medalist, so I think he's going to have to get comfortable on a Monday night before grand final week over the next few years. The way that he just glides across the turf, Andy, I reckon he's going to be the ruffie of the field for the Brownlow medal tomorrow night here at Crown. So, Bon, Nick Dacos, Zach Butters, and Tom Green's my Smoky. Real good. What about yours? Who have you got
1: winning? Um Mine is... In my... It's much of the same like what you said. I said Nick Dacos, my first and And I went up and freed Caleb Swan from Fremantle.
0: Like it, Yep. Yeah. Forgot about Caleb so wrong It's a good, good suggestion. And- and my roughie was Eric Gill from Sydney Swans. Yeah. Also, man, I very, very much enjoy watching. Caught a couple of his games in the back end of the year, uh, Andy, and, and I really just love the way he goes about it. Kicked two really nice goals against the Ds from outside 50. Another one, another one, like Tom Green, I think is going to be a future Brownlow medalist. So I like it. Good question, Andy. You always come well prepared with the best sort of stuff. So well done and thank you. No, thank you. Have a good night. Good on you, Andy from Taralgan there. one 736 736 If you want to get involved, favourite grand final moments, who's going to win the grand final, how much, and also uh, who is going to win the Norm Smith medal as well. If you've got tickets, anything you want to throw on the agenda, we want to build a, build this up as much as possible. It's grand final week. We love grand final week. It's a great time of the year every year. So give us your thoughts, your favourite moments what you're looking forward to this week, and who you think will win an enormous Smith medal tip as well. one three hundred seven three six 736 736 433 16 let us get to Marty and Melton on the open line. G'day, Marty.
5: Hey, mate. Couple of points. I'll start with the granny, then I'll go to the Brownlow I think you're pretty close, but I've done a very close study on it, and I pun on every game, so
6: trust <laughs> me, I think I'm all over it. But yep.
5: anyway, um, guys by 35, we take off for Norm Smith. Yep. And we we average one in three premierships out of our grand finals. So <laughs> we are sixth grand final for the twenty first century. So mm. we're due for our second. Third grand final against Brisbane. We're due to win our first. So it's all one in threes. And so I think the Pies win it. I think good game and I think the Pies will I dunno, I just got a feeling we haven't had a game where we've cut loose yet and had a seven-eight goal quarter and two big quarters in a row. I just think we're just about ready to fully pounce. So hopefully, and and also we haven't lost the interstate uh, game at the MCG with McStay in charge yet. Uh, with McRae in charge yet, so it's another thing. As well. There you go. Hopefully, we'll
0: keep that there record going. Marty, tell me and, this. That's com- that's comprehensive. Before yeah. you get onto your Brownlow stuff, that is comprehensive, and I love it. Did you get a little bit nervous Friday night, though? I mean, when, when it was it was coming down to it, Toby Green's tied up against the boundary, four minutes left. If that ball goes in or, or hits the post, whatever, it's a draw at that point. I'm sure you got a little bit nervous.
5: Mate, if I'm allowed to say I was shit in my pants, I was shit in my <laughs> pants, mate. My hands were shaking. Mate, I was like, I couldn't believe it. I am an old school, old quarter, <laughs> lifelong mm. AFL gold member, and yeah, man I thought, oh, my god, we're gonna throw another chance away. So anyway, but we didn't, we held on. And I, I don't know, just I just hopefully my gut feeling is gonna be right and we're just gonna get it done, but even if it's by a point again. But I just I don't know, I've just got a feeling that we might just give Brisbane. Um, you know, every three or four games, they haven't been in a flat game. I know it's the grand final and that. I just feel like, mm-hmm. I don't know, just, we just got to start well, mate. We start well and get the jump on them. I don't think we're going to be like Colin and let him come back and run all over us. So, anyway, we like see like what happens. Well. Two good teams, a lot of good players. So, whoever is best players stand up is a team that wins, mate. As Absolutely. Their 5 or 6A you- graders stand up, they win. If our 5 or 6A graders stand up, we win. So Absolutely. I like it. Have you got
0: have you got tickets, Marty?
5: Yes, mate. I've got seven tickets. Lola seven. Levels, right in the center circles, halfway up. Mate, we're Lovely. AFL gold members, mate. We're Collingwood club support.
7: so
0: Like, to, like it. Like it a have lot. Get,
5: we have to get three minutes. Anyway. Of
8: course. Premium,
5: anyway, um, of course. Mom's, uh, Brown Lane medal. Brown Lane medal will, I think, write this down in we will how close I am, Nick takes off 32 to 34 votes. Bonk and Butters around 27 to 29. So I think Nick wins it. And the Smoky, and no one's talking about him because Butters has been so good. But trust me, Connor Rosie is at 51 dollars and five dollars. So, that guy must have six, seven, eight bets on ground.
0: Yeah, so, yeah he's been they good. That, that,
5: that. They've Connor, been a good Connor one Rose too. Is at,
0: been a, a really good one-two punch this year, Marty, haven't they?
5: Yeah, he's a more exciting player, he He's just got that beautiful step. And so I feel like he's going to hes $7 to outvote um, Butters. And I think they're going to be with big three votes for each other. Even way, I don't think Butters is... I've gone through every game. I can see Butters getting about 26 to 28 mm-hmm. votes, and I think Kyle Rodgers is going to be around the same.
0: So like, like, like it, like it. Well, Comprehensive, as always, Marty. I, 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 I really think, appreciate... Yeah, go. I
5: think I think Nick holds on, man. Seriously. Because yeah, he... you've got to remember the last four or five games, Bont will get be one because he was probably not best on ground in every game, but they lost mm-hmm. pretty much every game, mate, coming
0: home. Yeah, that is so, true. And when and, they lost, that,
5: you
0: know? Yeah, that, that, that might hurt Bont. I just think the body of work he did, I reckon there was a five- or six-week period there, and then the three weeks where dacos wasn't playing i reckon bont went through i reckon from from what i think bont will go three against essendon and then i, I can't remember who they played the week after but i reckon he goes three to three and i reckon he just reels him in a little bit and obviously nick dacos didn't play for the last six or seven games of the season so we'll wait and see tomorrow night uh hopefully and potentially a new Brownlow medalist is uh is crowned and it will be because it won't be patty Cripps again you wouldn't imagine but uh, new Brownlee medalist crown. So you reckon Nick Daycost is going to get the job done. Thanks, Marty. Appreciate the call. Anyone else who wants to jump on the line? one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 Werribee have just kicked the first goal of the final term. So they're tightening things up a little bit here. Twelve nine eighty one the Gold Coast to nine five 59. Going to be interesting to see what Campbell Brown tells us out of this game as well. Beautiful day down there at Icon Park, and if wherever you can get the next as they go inside fifty and they'll have a shot on goal here. So if wherever you can get the next and tighten things up, this game is going to be really, really interestingly poised, and it's not over yet. It's going to be a long finish to the uh, to the game. Uh, we've got a heap of text coming through as well about favourite grand final moments, your predictions also. For the grand final, we'll get we we'll get to all of those on the other side of the break. And you can get involved as well, as always, as we've said, on the open line one 736 736 We are down here at the SEN Audio Hub all week in grand final week in the lead up to the big game. You can come and see us. Your chance to win a $50 gift card for Crown. And join us live from the Audio Hub at Crown in the Metropole Precinct. It's footy finals time at Crown. Great to have your company on a Sunday evening. Jordan Canellis not on tonight. John Donohoe with you right through until 8pm. If you're down at Crown, come and see me. We're near Holy Moly there, Forever New, Sunglass Hut I see over there. So we're in the Metropole Precinct, the audio hub here at Crown. You can uh, come in. In the next hour, we'll give away a couple, uh, couple more Crown gift cards. We've got $50 Crown gift cards we can give away each and every hour. So feel free So come on down and join us here as we build up to the grand final this week. one 736 736 is the number. You can give us a call, put anything on the agenda. The weekend of footy as a whole, how did you see it? What are your excitement levels like for Collingwood and Brisbane next week? That is going to be a really good grand final. The two best teams all year going at it. And, again, two teams that are really exciting to watch, really nice to watch as well. So... Uh, looking forward to that. Some news out of the cricket. Australia taking on India and a couple of warm-up ODIs in India. No Marsh or Cummins tonight. Steve Smith captain Spencer Johnson is going to play. So we'll give you that. That kicks off in about uh, 25 minutes or so. We'll get it up on our screen here and we'll uh, we'll give you updates on that. Australia looking a little bit shaky as they go into a World Cup in India in October so it's going to be an interesting uh, World Cup as well. See where every team is at right now because Australia is certainly not in good form right at this point in time. one 736 Don't forget, tonight we're going to have a chat to Sarah Black. Bryce Gibbs is going to join us as well. Just gotten word, we might have a chat to Jason Ackermanus as well. Obviously a 2002-2003 premiership player for the Lions. And uh, Campbell Brown going to join us. Ben Graham and Michael Whiting. So we are jam-packed over the next couple of hours. Come down, join us, have a chat. And uh, give your thoughts on this. If there's plenty of people down here at Crown, if you're here, there's couches here, you can jump in, and uh, we'll uh, we'll have a chat as well. Your favourite grand final moments, what do you think's going to happen this week as well? Colin from Kyneton says, Collingwood by 15 points, Jordan Goey Norm Smith. How good was Jordan Goey last, not last, uh, I should say Friday night. Jordan Goey 34 disposals. He spent the last eight minutes sitting on the bench and... Nearly, nearly had to witness his team because the ball was so far on the other side of the ground. Nearly watched his team uh, cough it up, but they got there, and Jordan, Jordan Goey is going to play in a grand final this week after all the talk about whether he would leave or whether he would stay last year. Vindication for Jordan Goey, and he's going to do it on the biggest stage of them all at the MCG in front of 100,000 people on grand final day. That's exactly what he wanted to do. That was the reason he stuck it out at Collingwood. And this is why, in these moments, probably vindication for him as well. So one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Rob and Jack are on the line. We'll go to Rob in Geelong with his grand final prediction. G'day, Rob. G'day, how are, good
9: way, is, um, good, how are you? Mine's Hollywood by 11 and shorty to win the um, Norby.
0: So that's a couple of nominations now for Jordan to go. He 34 the other night. He was amazing. And I think if he can bring that into a grand final, it'll be hard to stop for a Norm Smith. Guys like Lockie Neal as well, always around the mark. But I, I like that prediction. What, how much did you say Collingwood would win by? 11 points. 11 points. All right, I'm writing these down see who gets closest to the pin. 11 points for the Pies. Who do you go for, Rob? Are you a Cats man? No, God, no. Collingwood. No. Oh, you are a Collingwood man. Nice. Well, have you got tickets? Have you sorted your tickets or are you... Still hoping. No, no,
9: we'll probably go to the um, AIA. Have a look oh, there. Yes.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. How are you, you feeling? How you feeling up against Brisbane, a team that beat you at the Gabba, I want to say, early in the season, I think round two or three or something like that. Um, how are you feeling this week going into the granny?
9: Confident, confident. A bit different <laughs> like play it. at the MCG that Eddie had.
0: Yes, yes. They beat you there and, as well, and didn't they? The players they, they had today? out, mm. the players they had out
9: that will play. Totally different ball
0: game. Any changes you're going to make? Obviously, Dan McStay will go out. I would imagine, and I think Collingwood should, uh, Collingwood should definitely bring Ginevan into the starting 22. I think he provides plenty of energy on the pies, uh, yep. on, the, on the field for the pies. So I reckon bring him into the starting 22 and just a matter of then how they structure up in the forward half. Yep.
9: Maybe Frampton to the back line and Jeremy Howlett to the forward line.
0: Yeah, I like that. But, uh, Jeremy has such a ste- steady head, so you never know. He was sort of robbing Peter to pay Paul at times as well, so we'll wait and see, but that's uh, that's up to Craig McRae in the coming weeks. Rob, good luck, and uh, hopefully hopefully, you'll uh, be able to see Collingwood get the job done on Saturday. Good work. Thanks. Cheers. Jack's on the road. He's next, and we'll get to a very quick break after Jack. G'day, Jack.
4: Uh, g'day, look. Love- I'm a Victorian, but mm-hmm. let's face it, the way Collingwood played the other night, you've got to go for Brisbane. Brisbane have got all the uh, all the lines um, set up. Um, their back line's fantastic, and uh, I can't see Collingwood breaking through their back line. And I'll tell you what, um, Country Road didn't kick any goals last uh, last <laughs> night, and uh, Country oh. Road will have a boomer at DMCG. Look, the, the grand finals is a very special game. And I think they got more poise. Um, I don't think Collingwood have got that poise to win the grand final. But last night, what I saw, the comeback of the first quarter, Carlton dominating, and then slowly, gradually, very, very, what would you say, um, it was... It was executed to such an exact way that once they hit the front, they just backed off. If you look Mm. at the way Brisbane played last night, when they were about 20 points up, they backed off, took it easy, and just held the game together so they wouldn't get any injuries. And I really feel it's their time.
0: Yeah, that's a nice summation there Jack I I really liked how Brisbane didn't panic last night they were five goals down as you mentioned and they just they just got got things going they were slow to start obviously haven't played I think they played one game in what it's usually 21 days or something like that since their qualifying final win so you know slow to start Carlton got a jump on them playing with the adrenaline and then they just worked their way back in a five goal second term and then I think they went three goals to one in the third and then they put the Blues away and got it with a got it to uh, to a reasonable margin of what sixteen points in the end that they won by so yeah I, I think I think someone asked me yesterday oh you know who who who's the favourite in this grand final I think it's one of those grand finals where you can't actually pick I don't think there's a there's a genuine favourite now you probably say Collingwood because uh, because they finished top of the ladder but I, I'm not doubting Brisbane in this one undefeated at the Gabba this year good record reasonable record they've picked it up since uh, the last couple of years. Obviously, they beat Melbourne in a final and then lost to Hawthorne throughout the year this year. But I still think, as Dane Zorko said today, they're playing Collingwood, they're not playing the ground. So they've just got to roll up and get the job done. So, uh, Jack, good summation. I like it. And uh, it'll be interesting to see where, where it all sits at about 6 p.m. on Saturday. Thanks for your call and to all the callers that have come through already as well. one 736 We're going to get to... I think we're going to get to a break. I think we've got another one we can clear. Is that right, Jules? I'm just having a look. Yep, we'll break. We'll come back. Sarah Black from afl.com.au is going to join us next. John Donahoe filling in for Jordan Canellis. You'll hear him on the NFL coverage tomorrow, bright and early at about 3 in the morning. Quick update from the VFL Grand Final. Where are we just edging back? But Gold Coast keeping them at bay at the moment, Fifteen nine ninety nine to 12.880 and we're going to talk some AFLW now. So we might as well welcome in our next guest, the guru that is uh, all things AFLW. We go no one better because Sarah Black is that person. She joins us on the line. Hi, Sarah.
10: Hi, John. How are you going?
0: Going very well. What an exciting round of AFLW it's been. It's obviously still going right now, but uh, a very simple one to start. Can anyone take down Melbourne? Because, what, they 13 games in a row at the moment, they look even stronger this year.
10: They certainly do. They were absolutely dominant against Hawthorne um, such was the level of confidence they had coming into this game. The mix near handed the reins over to Shea Sloan and assistant coach, um, sister of Rory Sloan actually, to uh, to look after this one. So they're sitting pretty at the moment. Uh, I'd like to see them come up against the likes of Adelaide and North Melbourne which will come as the season progresses. But uh, yeah, Melbourne's, Melbourne's flag to lose at the moment.
0: Absolutely. They're sitting pretty 4-0 and on top of the ladder alongside Adelaide. They had a what a 10-10-70 win, Melbourne, over over Hawthorne. What, what makes Melbourne so good? I mean, we know they're well-coached. They lose Daisy Pierce in the off-season, obviously retires, and they're, they're just looking like they're going to walk this premiership in. I know it's early and we don't want to go the early crow, but they just look as good as ever the days. Yeah,
10: they've had some really smart recruiting over the years. They've gone for a particular type of player too, so... Players who can run and carry and most importantly dispose of the ball really well so their kicking ability is really up there and, and stands out a lot when it comes up against someone like a Hawthorne who's only been in the system for, for a year or so um, so they've just gradually built over time and, and they've got that familiarity with each other too they're a very settled lineup they know where to kick to each other they know that someone's going to be in that spot at that Time um, and at the moment, that sort of gain knowledge and awareness has really set them apart.
0: Absolutely. We mentioned Adelaide there, second on the ladder. They had a 69-point win over the Giants. One thing I'm noticing around the, the, the early stage of this season as well, which is so good, it's been a, a really exciting season of AFLW, but some really high scores as well. I mean, the the Crows put up 106 points, kicked 16 goals yesterday. We're seeing Geelong kicked 11 goals. The D's we know, kicked 10 as well. So a lot more high scoring and free-flowing this year, which is great. Yeah, slightly longer quarters uh,
10: helps. <laughs> from the very, from the yes. outset there, um, two minutes longer per quarter this year. Um, and it's just, a, I think it's just been a matter of time, just in terms of building fitness, building cohesion and knowledge around game plans and the like. So I think, you know, while we are seeing really high scores from those top sides, what you do need to look for too are the, the losing margins. So Adelaide defeated GWS 106 to 37. Last time these sides played, it was ninety-seven to one. So you know that that gap is still considerable, but it's slowly
0: closing. Mm. It's been a very exciting start. I've watched a couple of games already, and uh, I'm absolutely loving it. Nice to see some new teams in the top eight early in the season as well. Essendon and uh, Richmond, Carlton falling a little bit, but the Saints got their first win on the board today. At one point, I looked. I was see down here at Crown, just setting up for the show. At one point, I looked. It was twenty-one to zero. And then the Saints went bang and kicked seven in, in three quarters of footy.
10: Yes, yeah, so five to finish in that last quarter against Collingwood, um, keeping the Pies scoreless. And the final six of the match, I genuinely switched over to the other game thinking it's done and dusted. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the Saints are the victors. So that's a really important win for the club. They've turned over a good third of their list over the off-season, so it's always going to take some time to gel together. Uh, but real confidence booster there and serious concerns for the Pies, who are 1-3 who
0: are after four rounds. Hey, I saw you tweet today as well. There's been a little change for next week for Collingwood and Essendon on Saturday morning, obviously grand final day. Uh, where have they moved that to, that game?
10: Yeah, so that one's been swung from the AIA Centre, Collingwood's home training base, uh, to Punt Road Oval. So. Same sort of area, just just a different precinct. Um, Now the Collingwood men's are in the grand final. The club are keen to use the AIA centre Oval as a um, a life site for the grand final. So the girls have been shifted to Punt Road, um, and I strongly recommend getting a ticket because last time we had a grand final day game at Punt Road, it sold out very quickly.
0: And especially with Collingwood playing as well, I'm sure it will be, uh, I'm sure it'll be very well supported. Hey, talk to us. The Swans got their second win on the board this year. They've been a, one of the really exciting teams' early doors in this season. Chloe Malloy just seems to have been worth every, well, cent and every uh, acquisition that they've gotten over the years. The Swans needed a marquee player. They went out and got Chloe Malloy, and she's just turned the Swans' fortunes around.
10: She really has. She's just provided that leadership and that touch of glass to really help break games open that they were lacking last year. She's got a really strong relationship with Scott Gowans dating back to before AFLW. So those two know each other really well. Another two goals today against the Eagles and she's proving to be the difference against some of these lower ranked sides um, that the Swans are coming up against. So two wins on the board now for the Swannies um, and they're building really well for the future.
0: Absolutely. Talking to afl.com.au, AFL, AFLW reporter, Sarah Black. Sarah, the, the CBA landed this week. We're going to get a, an increase in games over the next couple of years, 12 games in 2025, 14 in 27. Uh, and, you know, it might get a bit bigger as, as time goes on, but positive steps for the AFLW as well.
10: Definitely. I I mentioned earlier that the Pies might be in trouble at at one and three after four rounds. And that's because we've only got a 10-round season. So, um, you know, it's pretty cutthroat at the moment. So longer seasons are obviously going to be better for everyone involved. Um, I do like the gradual progression too. Um, I think that, you know, if we just jump straight up to 17 straight away, you're going to see some issues when it comes to injuries and and body load um, and training loads. So um, a gradual progression, I think, is the right way to go there.
0: What, what is the the outcome here what do 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 the players and i guess the fans and everyone involved want 18 games so one you play one team each week or is is you know 15 the number what what's the what's the happy medium here for the AFLW long term yes so the AFLPA um, before the CBA was signed their stated target was 17
10: rounds everyone playing each other once um, by 2026 that's clearly being talked down as part of this negotiation. So we're sitting at about 14 if certain metrics are made around um, around crowd attendance and broadcast figures. um, I'd love to see everyone play everyone once. It's it's obviously not an equitable fixture as hard as they try to get a balance and strength across, you you know, your 10 rounds. Um, So 17 long term, that's where I'd love to see it.
0: Who's the biggest challenger before we let you go to Melbourne this season? Who's going to come from the clouds and get them?
10: Well, I don't know about coming from the clouds. Um, Adelaide are looking pretty sharp. North Melbourne just went down to Brisbane um, earlier today. That was a really tight Mm. four game So I think it'll be one of those three who will come for Melbourne.
0: Beautiful. And finally, a tip for the big grand final next weekend. I know you're... Your AFLW focus usually, but I know you're across all aspects of the AFL. I reckon it's a really good matchup, the replay of the 2002 2003 grand finals.
10: Yeah, for sure. Um, I did the prelim, the Collingwood the GWS prelim, and I'm still recovering from that one. Um, <laughs> I do think that it's hard to go past the Pies um, on their home deck. Um, the Lions will really take it up to them, but I think the Pies just have a few too many strings to their bow.
0: Like it. All right. Well, Sarah, we, we appreciate you jumping on, giving us a little update in terms of AFLW. It's been a really good start to the year, and hopefully we'll see plenty more of it uh, over the next couple of weeks. And uh, over the next few years, it's only going to get better. So thanks for jumping on. No
10: worries.
0: Thanks, John. Sarah Black there from afl.com.au, giving up some of her time. It's been a really interesting start. Great start. The Saints with a 7-5-47 win over Collingwood, 5-5-35 today. The Bombers got a 20-point victory over the Dockers. North Melbourne and Brisbane played a tight one, a two-point victory for the Lions there over uh, North Melbourne. And then Sydney, as we mentioned, with Chloe Malloy starring 5-4-34 to 2-9-21 against the Eagles. Earlier winners as well in the week. Geelong by plenty over Port. Richmond got over the top of Carlton. Adelaide against GWS, way too strong. And Melbourne on Friday night, ten ten seventy to one five eleven. Unbelievable stuff in the AFLW. At the VFL grand final, Gold Coast are going to win this thing. It's just about over uh, as we time ticks into 31 minutes gone, 17-9-11, 12 to 12-8, 12, eight, uh, 12 nine, 81. So they're going to hold on and win their first ever VFL Premiership. Uh, it's just a shame it's probably not. I mean, they were one of the best teams all year, but it's a shame that they're not playing this game as a home game up on the Gold Coast. But uh, obviously the the way that the the VFL was set up, I think, you know, a Victorian team in it as well. They were able to get it at the Icon Park. Plenty to get through there. We'll get to Brownie at about 6.40. He's going to wrap it all up for us. We've got a mammoth show for the next uh, two hours. So here, right through until 8 o'clock down, at the Crown Audio Hub. Make sure you jump in, and we will. Uh, we might even be able to give away a couple of gift cards as well. Join us live from the Audio Hub at Crown in the Metropole Precinct. It's footy finals time at Crown. $50 gift cards up for grabs. We'll take a break, and we'll come back on the other side of this with plenty more. John Donahoe with you on Sunday evenings here on SEN. Jordan Canellis back with you tomorrow on the NFL coverage alongside Ben Graham. Uh, we're going to head to... Adelaide shortly and we're going to get on to uh, Bryce Gibbs. Before we do that on the open line, Barry has jumped on. one 736 736 wants to talk about the grand final. G'day, Barry.
5: G'day, mate. Um, Just a a contention. Um, Collingwood beat the Giants by one point at at their home ground where they had 95% of the supporters the Giants had basically the cheer squad. Now, uh, when they play Brisbane at the same ground, Brisbane will have the
0: rusted-on Fitzroy supporters. Mm. So Brisbane will win. You reckon? How much, Barry, do you reckon Brisbane win? You're confident? I mean, their record hasn't been awesome at the MCG over the last few years. They they <laughs> broke that hoodoo against Melbourne in a final last year, but... Hasn't been as clean as you would hope, but you reckon they're they're, they're going to win? Absolutely, and the, as I said, the yeah. reason is that
5: they're as good as they're as good as the Giants. They're as good as Collingwood as a, as a team, but the support base will uh, bring them home. It'll it'll be yeah. eighty twenty maybe uh, Collingwood Brisbane, but they're good enough to beat Collingwood, and they will. Uh, Collingwood have survived on
0: their support base, and good luck to them. They're a good team, but Brisbane will beat them. I like it, Barry. I really like it. I like the confidence, and I like the explanation for why they'll win. I think it's going to be one of the most even grand finals in recent memory. The top two teams of the season going at it, and Collingwood you know, have just found their mojo a little bit after just falling a little bit into a hole in the last sort of three weeks of the season. They really rattled their way out of it, got the win over Melbourne. And now uh, on Friday night, they got the one-point win over the Giants. But I think Brisbane are just the the informed team in the, going into this grand final. They're, they're in in great nick, great nick. I think this is going to be one of the great grand finals over the next uh, – oh, well, I mean, on, on Saturday, I reckon it's going to be one of the great grand finals that we've – seen in in some time i think two very attacking teams two teams that like to run off half back and and really possess the footy and they use it well and two teams with pretty good forward line i reckon brisbane have got the edge in the forward line and i reckon collingwood's defense is on par with the lions but the lions don't have a weak they haven't got a weak link anywhere across the board so it's, uh, it's going to be a great grand final on Saturday afternoon. G'day, guys. Come in. Come in and join us. We're down here at Crown Audio uh, Hub. We've got uh, gift cards to give away. Who's the, who's the young man support? Who do you go for? Richmond. Richmond. Tigers. Oh, bad luck about the Tigers this year. Dusty, your favourite player? Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> who's going to win the grand final? Collingwood, there you go. Good work, I love, it. I love it. Thanks for coming, guys. Make yourself at home if you want to. Feel free uh, to join in at the Audio Hub here at Crown. So a couple of Collingwood, a couple of people to uh, tip Collingwood there. VFL Grand Final one and run. The Gold Coast Suns 17-17-10-112 tw- to 14-9-93 uh, at Icon Park. So the Gold Coast get that done around the uh, grounds. We're going to head now to Adelaide and speak. To Bryce Gibbs, who's just uh, taken in all the action from the Sanful Grand Final. Glenelg, 13 8, have beaten Sturt, 8-14-62. Bryce Gibbs joins us. G'day, Bryce. G'day, JD. Thanks for having me on. Yeah,
8: sixth flag for Glenelg, second in five years, the dominant team of recent times. Yeah, certainly. Uh, And it was probably fitting that the the two best sides played off today uh, in the grand final over here in the Sandfall, Glenelg uh, and Sturt. Uh, Glenelg were probably the the dominant side all year and really got off to a a strong start here today and and just held uh, the double blues at arm's length for most of the day. Sturt still had their opportunities, obviously kicking uh, eight goals, 14, uh, but Glenelg just had a bit more class throughout uh, each line and, and just were able to capitalize uh, and be you know make the most of their opportunities more than Sturt today
0: 81462 it always happens in finals There's one team that just can't convert and in, in the end it was Sturt today I mean were they, were they relatively easy shots that they were missing throughout the day or what was the, what
8: was the scenario there because they probably hurt themselves by kicking 14 behinds. Yeah, there certainly were plenty of gettable ones. Some, some easy set shots that, you know, nine times out of ten, the, the players would usually kick. Uh, and then on the other end, Glenelg have got such a, a potent forward line and they got a lot of sharp shooters and, and really make the most of their opportunities. And we're kicking them from sort of tough, tough angles and... Uh, pushed up against the boundary line and uh that, that was probably the the difference in the in the day at the end and and uh, the Jack Ody medalist went to uh Lockie Hosey the, one of their forwards who spent a bit of time at, at North Melbourne he kicked six six goals one today so uh, he had a terrific game and I think uh, Luke Reynolds as well he kicked three so nine out of the 13 goes to uh you know two of their, their key forwards and, and was the difference in the end. As we said, sixth flag for
0: Glenelg, second in five years. They made three grand finals as well over the period. They're in a real real good purple patch at the moment.
8: Bryce? Yeah, they certainly are. And they've been strong for, for a number of years now and have always been in and around the mark. And, over their history, that they've played in a lot of grand finals and, and more losing ones, unfortunately, for the Bay. So, uh, yeah, they, they get their sixth this year, uh one, one uh, back in 1999 to stra- uh, snap a bit of a drought there back mm. in the, the 80s, mid-80s when they won a couple of flags. But uh, this team that they've put together is certainly very talented and they've got weapons on, on each line. So I've no doubt that they'll uh, be contending for the next few years to come as well. What was the crowd
0: like there today at the Adelaide Oval? I assume the weather's always good in Adelaide. That's what, that's what Miles Fitzner always tells me anyway. So um, what was the, the, the conditions like and the
8: crowd in at, at Adelaide Oval? Perfect conditions for footy. If always, probably always. A, <laughs> bit, a bit hot, mate. Uh, it was yeah. upwards of uh, 30 degrees today, so it would have been a little wow. bit uncomfortable for the players. Obviously, you wouldn't have played in this sort of heat much uh, in the last few weeks, but... Uh, The crowd was really good. Uh, Obviously, a lot of Glenelg supporters and a lot of Sturt supporters, but I think a lot of just neutral footy supporters as well. Uh, I'm not sure what the final crowd numbers were, but there would have been easily 35,000 in the house today and, and making a lot of noise, which was fantastic. Yeah,
0: absolutely. It always is. To... I went to a game. I went to Port Adelaide, Melbourne at the Adelaide Oval, first time ever at Adelaide Oval, and that joint just rocks. No matter how many people are in uh, in the crowd. You obviously, Bryce, you would know all about that, having played on the hallowed turf at the Adelaide Oval. But it's uh, it's a beautiful venue, and no doubt it would have been pumping today. What about Sturt? Let's talk through them a little bit. Can can they bounce back next year? What do they need to What do they need to go to the next level in uh, in
8: 2024? Yeah, they've they've been pretty consistent. They, they got off to a really strong start. I think they won their first nine games of the year or eight games of the year until Linell like beat them by about 100 points uh, to give them their first loss. So certainly their, their midfield is, is where their strength lies. They've got a couple of really good inside mids in, in Battersby and Lewis who... Uh, feature prominently in uh, the McGarry medal, or they have over the last couple of years. My worry about Sturt leading into today was how they were going to kick a score, that they probably are lacking you know, a big key power forward. So, no doubt, Marty Matner will have his feelers out over the next couple of weeks to, to try and land a, a key forward. We saw uh, a guy, McFadgen, who's a bit of a swingman for him, played a lot down back throughout the year, but they've had to move him forward just to give them a bit more of a, a target uh, and someone that can, can hit the scoreboard. So uh, they've got a couple of weapons off half back as well. So I think uh, they need to re- try and recruit uh, a couple of forwards if they want to take the next level and, and look to knock off uh, a team like the Bays next year. Speaking to Bryce Gibbs live from the Adelaide Oval after Glenelg have won another
0: flag in the SANFL. Uh, overall, Bryce, the season, the, S- the Sandful season, how did it how did it uh, stack up for you? Are we are we seeing just now a one-sided domination by Glenelg, or are there other teams starting to build nicely and,
8: and start to challenge over the next couple of years? Oh no, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that at all. It's, it was a very competitive year in, in the Sandfall this year, and uh, Glenelg you know only lost the three games for the year but uh, they played in a lot of a lot of close games as well and depending on how you know the port and crows are going uh with their lists and injuries you know they, those guys um those teams are, are have proven to be really hard to beat but um i mean every game every team went in could could see it as a winnable game so i think the Sandful have, have done a great job the clubs have done a great job in terms of recruiting and and the programs that they're they're putting out in the sandfall and it it made for a very competitive year there was certainly no easy games and um, yeah it was it it, it, and it also made for a great final series as well we saw centrals um, who have haven't played finals for the best part of you know nearly 10 years make finals and and win a final this year so some of the teams that have been down the bottom for the last couple of years are starting to rise up as well so it's uh, fantastic to see. We're going to
0: see you out there. Surely you can pull the boots on next year in the Sandful. 35 in March. I'm, I'm sure you've got a, a little bit of time left in, in those legs.
8: Oh, it certainly got a little bit harder for me this year, JD. and I actually officially <laughs> retired from the sample, um a couple of weeks ago in my last game for South Adelaide, and ironically against Glenelg, who I mm. uh, was able to play about 30 games for before getting drafted. So, uh, yeah, I've, I played my last game in the sandful, mates. mate. So these young whippersnappers that are coming through now are getting a little bit harder to chase around. But, uh, yeah, lucky enough to, to spend three years in the sandful post uh, my AFL career. It's, uh, it's certainly been very enjoyable.
0: Hey, Fraser Garrett came out of retirement a couple of times. I think Tony Lockett did. Uh, you never say never with these things, Bryce. I reckon you'll get the itch back at some
8: point yeah no doubt I still might uh, go hook up with a couple of mates and end up in the country somewhere and have a bit of a run around, but uh the the retirement life so far is sitting quite nicely with me. <laughs> hey before we let you go, big game
0: on Saturday afternoon at the MCG, the replay of the two thousand and two two thousand and three deciders Brisbane and Collingwood seems right that the two teams that finished one and two on the ladder will uh, fight it out on grand final Day. What are your thoughts? on this matchup, and, and who do you think is going to win?
8: Yeah, it's going to be a cracker, isn't it? Um, Brisbane, obviously, getting two home finals at the Gabba has been a huge advantage for them, and, and the Pies, you know, arguably the, the best team in the comp all year, uh, managed just to scrape over the line, which was a, a thrilling contest on Friday night. Oh, I just got a feeling if, if the game's close... We know how, how the Pies just find a way to get it done in close games. So I think Brisbane will want to get off to a good start, put a bit of a gap on the Pies if they're going to win this one. I tipped Brisbane to win the flag at the start of the year, JD, so I'm not going yes. to change my tip <laughs> now. But uh, I hope it's a, a cracking match and we should be in for a treat next Saturday. Jeez, Gibstradamus, I love it.
0: You uh, you read that beautifully, obviously, their the dearth of young talent. You probably saw uh, what they had there. One last one on that. I just, I think I was going through it before. I reckon Brisbane have the ascendancy when it comes to their forward line, and, and they probably have an equal, if not better, back line as well. But where's it going to be won and lost? I know that's an easy question, and everyone, every time I ask that question, someone says, Oh, in the middle, the clearances. But these are two pretty evenly matched teams across the board, I reckon.
8: Yeah, I'd certainly agree with that. And, and you're right. We all know that a lot of the games are won and lost through the midfield. But I see Brisbane's forward line as. The, the best in the competition when you've got the two keys in, in Hipwood and, and Danaherb and then just the the Skeeter fleet underneath them in, in Cameron and Bailey and the, the list goes on. Um, so I think if if the Lions midfield can provide the, the forwards with enough service, I think they might overwhelm the Pies defence and, you know, if you might need to see someone sacrifice their game to, to try and take a, a Darcy Moore out of the play a bit more. Um, if they can do that and give them enough service, I think uh, the lines forwards can really get a hold of, of this Magpie defence.
0: Beautiful. Bryce, well summed up. As always, we appreciate you jumping on board. Well done on a great career as well. Obviously, retiring from the Sandful, but uh, well done today as well in that call. So, I appreciate it. Thanks, J.D. Bryce Gibbs there live from the Adelaide Oval, Glenelg with an 86-62 win in the Sandford Grand Final. As we said, Glenelg's sixth flag and their second in five years. We're going to try and get a hold of Jason Ackermanis, if we can, on the other side of this. Get his thoughts on the 2002-2003 Grand Finals, which he was a big integral part of, and see if we can uh, get some uh, some moments and see who he thinks is going to win. I imagine that he'll say the Lions are going to win on Saturday afternoon. We'll try it. We'll keep trying Acker, you can continue to call in though. one 736 736 or 0433-98-1116. Tags signing autographs yesterday at the Bells Hotel. Robbie and Peran says I, I did I saw him there. He was there for uh, a little bucks day, my bucks day that I had yesterday. So nice to have a little master come through and signing autographs, taking uh, taking photos with everyone. He was he was hot property yesterday, D tag. It always is. When he uh when he is involved uh, 0433, 98, 11, 16 more uh, Sunday evenings on SEN next we're going to talk to Campbell Brown in uh, about twenty minutes as well John Donahoe with you filling in for Jordan Canellas we're broadcasting from the audio hub at Crown get down here to Crown the SEN audio hub for your chance to win a fifty dollar Crown gift card join us live at the audio hub at Crown all week long. In the Metropole Precinct, it's footy finals time at Crown. It's a beautiful spot down here. They've set us up beautifully and uh, all the the big names. Waitley's going to be here tomorrow and uh, Dwayne Russell as well throughout the week. So if you are in the Crown region, come down and see us as we build up to a big game on Saturday afternoon. A man who just dominated for so long for a couple of different clubs, the Brisbane Lions and the Western Bulldogs, 325 games, 421 goals played in those uh, three premierships, 01, 02 and 03, is Jason acker He's been good enough to give us a bit of his time. Acker, welcome.
6: Thank you. Yeah, just about to go through security, jump on a plane, come down to Melbourne for the week, brand late, tomorrow of course. So you would yeah, be a uh, spear cracker.
0: This is a this is a week you dominated so many times. Obviously a Brownlow medal and and those three premierships we uh, we, we mentioned. It, it must be nice this time of year when it rolls around. You sort of uh, come down to Melbourne and get uh, get the high life again.
6: Yeah, well it's been a long time since the Lions have been there. Obviously I was in the last side that did that in 2004. So they're always special. They're hard to get into and they're even harder to win. So I know the boys have been. Around about the mark
0: for a couple of years, but now they are
6: certainly ready mentally and physically, I think, so they are good to go.
0: Does it have a feel of the the 2 3 obviously the last time uh, Brisbane played against Collingwood and, and you guys were successful in both of those, but does this team have a, have a similar feel to it, that they're sort of ready to, to take that next step? Yeah, they're certainly the strongest list I've had in 20 years, so that, that would make sense because they've
6: obviously good enough to get into a grand final Very healthy i think with the other the other part is, you know you've got obviously dunkley coming on board over the years you've had joey you know move clubs you've had charlie move clubs and of course jasper fletcher and will Ashcroft coming on like that you need all those things as well as the superstars playing well so you know from the Lions' point of view they are certainly yeah they're living up to the expectations of themselves and, and outside i think but Collingwood are a different beast, you know, certainly improved a lot under Craig and Cray. Um, you know, he's it, done remarkably well. I think you look back and, you know, check and these kind of guys aren't your absolute, you know, top line forwards. They do a great job and, and to get them all the way there without such a, a big, strong presence is, is a great job.
0: What are, what, are your, what are your overarching memories? Obviously, you, you, you won those three Grand Finals, but those two that you played against Collingwood, I mean, a nine-point win in the first one that really set you up, and then a 50-point belting in, in 03. You, you were the dominant team of the era. You, you took home, well, you nearly took home the Norm Smith. You got six votes in the Norm Smith medal in 2003. had a really good game. What are your memories of the Grand Finals, your favourite memories of those Grand Finals? a bit of a mixed
6: bag obviously the first year you know being a brownland menace was awesome and going to play Essendon, who were a dominant team of that era to get over the top and then the next year this really horrible day for me i sort of torn my doctor off the bone 90 seconds into the game was able to kick the winning goal which was good and bad it was good to win and it was our best season i think a uh, our regular season and we really, uh, Lee. Lee always talks about the fact that he was disappointed because we should have won by a lot, and you know, we had a, such a good season. But it doesn't work that way, and he's certainly gotten over that. And then 2003. I mean, they lost Rocker in the prelim with a suspension, and that really hurt their structure. And I think we were worried because they're a younger, more athletic team. Uh, athletic team, but you know, we just got on top early, and things started going our way, and it was really, it was over sort of halfway through the second. And, no way back for Collingwood. So they're, they're great memories. Obviously, it's good to keep five goals, too. The next year, we we'll, you know, nearly got there as well. That was a, a really good season. And Port Adelaide, obviously, at the AFL on their side and were able to have too much energy on the day. But it was certainly uh, would have been awesome to do it. I mean, the only other team that would have... There's, there's really no other team that's done four, certainly in the AFL. Era. I know
0: Collingwood did it, but that was back when you can you can be beaten in the grand final and I'll challenge them again to another game. It's ridiculous rules back then. <laughs> Yeah, it certainly was. You mentioned the five goals in that uh, in that grand final. Did you think you were stiff not to get the Norm Smith in that O three 3 flag?
6: Yeah, it was a funny one. Blackie had such a big game, but I, I sort of kicked, I mean, no 21 touches and, and, you know, seven shots on goal. It's not really a, a bad day, but I think I kicked three in the last quarter, so if I had to kick uh, seven and kicked them <laughs> a little bit straighter earlier, I'm pretty sure no one would argue that despite uh, Blackie's you know, unbelievable record, making uh, touches, possessions. But, yeah, it was, it was a good game in the end. I actually, I don't care too much because we won three and no one really remember Like, normal spirits are great, but, you know, if you play well, you'll always remember it.
0: I'm really happy with that day. Absolutely. Your old mate, Vossi, uh last night obviously went up there. They kicked the first five goals of the game and then the Lions were able to steady, which I think holds them in really good stead coming into the grand final. You must feel for Vossi in that situation, but also you're probably a bit happy as well that the Lions are through. Great start. Yeah, I think the Lions, though, they just they just worked out. They need to suffocate. they not allowed their,
6: their free runners to get out into space. And once they close them down, I mean, pretty much the scoring got up and the Lions were able to... Just keep going, keep going, persist, and then get shots on goal. And that was just fantastic. Obviously, that's the thing about Carlton. They had a wonderful year, but you can't just play one good quarter in a final. You've got to bring it all quarters, all games. So it's, it's a tough lesson, but, you know, what a season for them and GWS. Uh, but, you know, the expectations
0: go up. So they've got to back it up next year. Absolutely. Speaking to three-time premiership superstar Brownlow medalist Jason Akiman has dominated this time of year each and every season when he uh, when he got the opportunity. But uh, we're just looking back, and we mentioned that '03 Grand Final, and obviously the the talk during the week was Nigel Lappin and his fitness test and the the story around it. Well, just talk us through that because when you look at it, when you look back at it now, you think it is remarkable that he could play in the condition that he was.
6: Yeah, he was, uh, he was clearly in a lot of pain when Sean Hart got him in the prelim final, just got him flush in the ribs and broke him. But it was actually the, the fitness test on the Friday that did all the damage. He, in the end, Aaron Shaddock inadvertently uh, tackled him to the ground and punched his lung. So I didn't know it at the time. And then they, they put a lot of anaesthetic. I remember seeing his ribs, which were all lined with black like marker pen. And they got him going. And, and pretty much, you know, 40 minutes before the game, he was still not quite Ready, and then he said, "No, nah, I'm good. I'll go and do it." And unfortunately for Nige, once we worked out how the punctured lung, he had to drive from Melbourne back to Brisbane because he couldn't take a flight to get back to Mad Monday. Oh. But he got there as well. So what a guy! eh? What a guy!
0: Yeah, what a guy! I'm sure he dominated Mad Monday as well. Something you would have dominated throughout the years, I'm sure, Acker.
6: No, no, I'm too little. I can't drink. You got blokes <laughs> like Brownie and Pike here at Matching. <laughs> they they, they well, can drink about eight times more than me.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Where does the O 0- one, O two, O three Lions sides? You look. I've got them here in front of me, and, and you just look at the power on both sides. Collingwood never stood a chance coming up against you. Where, where where do they rank in? Obviously, the teams you played for, and then obviously you look you look at it now from afar as a former player. It must have been the best team just about of, of all time.
6: Yeah, I was talking to Craig McRae when he was assistant and when he was at Richmond, and he came up here and the night before the grand final, he said, mate, I was having a look at our team. They wouldn't have got within 10, 10 goals of us. And that's you know, I think all those teams, you know, if we we could go in our prime and play against the Hawthorns and the Geelongs and the Richmonds, uh, we, we would have a field day. But that's the era's. but I, I suppose that's that's the problem with the AFL rigging that last one. We we deserved four. We played well enough to win four, and then the arguments would be done and settled. It would be over. But In the end, uh, you have your your points of view. I think Wayne Carey, last week I was at a function with him, he said that team that that Acker played in, that that was the best team that you'll ever see. So, you know, that's from the King, the best player in our era.
0: And if he thinks that we're the best side, I'll I'll take that. (laughs) A couple more before we let you go, Acker. We really do appreciate you jumping on. Of the three, which one stands out as your favourite over the journey?
6: Ah, just 2003. Uh, played well. I mean, we had a lot of pressure. Like when you win a Brownlow medal, expectations go up forever. So that's, people don't understand that. And then the next year, Simon Black had that pressure. And it's funny because we were relieved the third year they had the, the three Brownlow medalists, obviously good, and Rusciuto and Nathan Buckley. And so for us, we were, we were sort of relieved of that pressure. And what do you know? We are probably the best two players on the ground. So it just shows you. It uh, does take a toll. It does have an effect. But, yeah, we were good enough to hang in there. Who plays in four grand finals? Pretty much
0: no one, so uh, very lucky. But two thousand and three, mainly because I played well. <laughs> it was an unbelievable era. A couple of tips before we let you go. Obviously, the the Brownlow Medal tomorrow night. Who who, who do you reckon is going to walk away with it this year?
6: Well, if it's not Pachaka, uh, LeBont, or, or you know, even even the way Nick's played, you, you think Butters would be right up there. Fantastic mm. year, but you, as I said, you, you can be the fourth best player on the ground and get nothing just one of those yeah. systems. So you don't just need to play well. You need to play well a lot and get a lot of free voters free So it'll be out of those four. I would think uh, they're watching the same games we do, and I would think that that's, that's going to be your top top three and four.
0: All right. And before we let you go, Aka, the, the winner on Saturday, Norm Smith medal prediction and, and how much they win by, please. Well, I'd go It'd probably be Norm Smith. I think uh, the Lions probably win
6: by about 18, 20 points, something like that. I was right on the weekend. I did say that the <laughs> Collingwood GWS game will be under three points, and I was right there. And then I thought the Lions would win by 40. Well, if they kick straight, they would have. So it wasn't far off.
0: Yeah, well, hopefully uh, hopefully you're right there with the uh, the Lions getting the job done over uh, over Collingwood. It's great to chat to you, Aka. We, we really do appreciate a short notice for you jumping on. I know you've had a busy time and you've got a busy week as well. So I uh, really appreciate you jumping on and giving us some of your time. No problem. May the best team win. I better get through security. I'll talk to you later. Thanks, John. Safe travels down to Melbourne, Jason Akermanis, superstar, legend, three premierships, Brownlow medal, five goals in that 03 Grand Final. Uh, he is a, a cracking chat. I would love, I would love nothing more than to have a beer with Acker. I reckon he'd be quite funny. He would have that many great stories to tell. And and I tell you what. He uh, he would be very, very entertaining. So a big thanks to Jason Ackermanis. If you missed any of that, we'll whack it up on the podcast as well a little bit later on. Uh, SEN Sunday nights. You can give us a call at any time, one three hundred seven three six seven three six, 736 736 or you can text us on 0433 98 We're broadcasting from the Audio Hub at Crown. Get down here to the SEN Audio Hub at Crown for your chance to win a $50 Crown gift card. I've got it here next to me, so... Uh, the the crowd has dispersed a little bit, so it was pretty uh, pretty hectic earlier. Obviously, coming in, a lot of people coming in from the ice hockey, which has been in Melbourne over the last week. The LA Kings getting a 3-1 win over the Arizona Coyotes. And uh, the Australia Cup semi final. Melbourne City 1, defeated by Sydney FC 2. So a 2-1 win there for Sydney FC. And Melbourne Knights uh, were, went down to the Brisbane Raw 1-0. And obviously, we know... The scores for the AFL on the weekend, uh, Collingwood defeated GWS by one point and then 23, was it? Hold on, let me just say. 16-point win for the Lions over the Blues last night. We'll have a quick look at the score in the cricket. India batting first in the one-day international. They're one for 48. No Cummins and no Mitch Marsh in this game. So Steve Smith captaining the side. Spencer Johnson gets his opportunity. I really like what I see from Spencer Johnson, quick, genuinely quick. And uh, I think he's got a bright future in the Australian cricket team. So Steve Smith captaining the side. Matt Short to open the batting. Marnus Labuschagne to bat at four. And uh, Spencer Johnson getting his opportunity in that. A couple of warm-up games for Australia before the World Cup. We're going to talk some VFL with Campbell Brown on the other side of this. The Gold Coast have got their first VFL, AF, uh, VFL Grand Final win. And we'll talk more about that with Brown Dog on the other side of this. Great to have your company down here at the Crown Audio Hub. John Donahoe filling in for Jordan Canellas. He'll be back tomorrow morning for the NFL alongside Ben Graham. We've gone to the Adelaide Oval to get the update about the sandful from Bryce Gibbs. And now we go to No Better Man, who dominates the VFL and also the SEN track airwaves each and every week. The hardest working man in Australia at the moment is Campbell Brown. He's on the line. He's given us some of his time. Hello, Dog. Uh, get HAD. Now, I, I left your Bucks party early last night to focus on this grand final. What time did you finish up? It was noted by a few people that you actually smoke bombed from the Bells Hotel. So, a few boys were waiting for a few more stories and uh, you were nowhere to be seen. <laughs> but a couple of us uh, ended up getting home at about 3 a.m. or so. So, it was a, okay. a, a large night, but I, yeah, reasonable, but, you know, made the most of it. My last hurrah, as you well know. <laughs> yeah,
7: Glass there are. And they I had a grand final to do today. That's not just the players that need to perform. But the commentators need to get the job done as well. And <laughs> it was an absolute beauty here at Icon Park.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It looked like uh, Werribee were going to fight back in that last quarter. I think they kicked the first two goals. And then uh, the Gold Coast were able to just hold them off. Uh, talk us through the game as a whole and the Gold Coast first ever VFL Premiership.
7: Oh, it was a fantastic game. It was just attack from the Gold Coast Suns, which uh, really you know, opened the game up. And, and you're right, um, two goals just before three-quarter time and then another two to start the last term. And you were thinking uh, this is shades of what happened in the home and away season when Werribee came from over 40 points down to to win by two points and beat the Suns. And um, just that composure of Sharp just to, to understand the moment, go back and kick that goal from 50 was really important. And, and then Sam Day dribbled one through and it was basically... All over. So it was, uh, it was a full credit to, to Werribee. They just don't know how to give up. They just keep fighting. But the class of, you know, 20 AFL listed players for the Gold Coast Suns. And, um, you know, I, I posed the question at the start of the day how do you stop a forward line with Burgess, Marbury um, you know, Alex Sexton, Sam Day, and, and Brody McLaughlin in it? Well, the answer is
0: you just can't because they kicked 14 of the 17 goals and, and Werribee just didn't have an answer. Yeah, Marbio Ochoa looked – I had it on the monitor here and he, he looked like he really got going late as well, Brown. He was taking some nice marks, kicking some goals as well, as we said, four goals there. So probably doing it at the right time as well because it looks like he may be heading elsewhere at the end of this off-season. Yeah, I mean, he's an unbelievable footballer. He had a great
7: year at AFL level last year. I think he played every game and kicked 44 goals. So um, didn't get as many opportunities this year with obviously King coming back into that side. Um, but, and is probably, you know, playing a bit more as a forward, but, um, you know, he's a really good footballer. He, he kicked five last week in the prelim, probably should have kicked eight. Uh, he kicked another four this afternoon. There's no doubt if if Damien Harvick doesn't want him at, at the
0: Gold Coast Suns, that he'll find a suitor elsewhere and, and go on and play some good football. And we see, we've saw, seen a sight today that we don't see a lot of. Generally, the, the winning team gets the Norm Smith medalist, but today... The losing team, Werribee's Sean Manor kicked six goals and he won, I think, the Norm Goss medal at the end. So a very rare feat. Yeah, absolutely. I was, I was on the voting committee, so
7: I want to be nice and transparent about that. <laughs> uh, I gave him the three votes. Um, you know, it's, it's probably the best VFL grand final performance that I, I've ever seen. Uh, we've been doing this for seven or eight years now and there's been some great performance in the past. But, um, you know, he, he was a, he's a high half forward. He's had 28 disposals and kicked six goals, too, in a losing side. He was Mm. unbelievable. Um, You know, the only person that probably could have stolen that award off him was Elijah Holland, who, um, in the absence of Jimmy Cheetahs with suspension, had 32 touches in the midfield and and had a brilliant game. And and he's another one that, you know, will he be at the Gold Coast Suns next year? The the, the question's out. Um, He might Mm. be joining his brother at Carlton, but certainly after today's performance
0: you'd want to do everything you, you can to, to keep him at the Gold Coast. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, your heart breaks for one of the good guys in footy and Mick Barlow as well, who, you know, puts a lot of time and effort into this Werribee team. He's such a, a, a I guess, a new age coach as well. And he's, he's come up out of nowhere. And, and there is also a bit of talk that he might be going to the AFL with, uh, with uh, well, immediate effect potentially. Yeah, I mean he's got AFL, you know, coach written all over him. Um,
7: now, I'm a big believer that uh, it's far better to to earn your, your stripes as a, a senior coach of any size, and he's done that for you know a couple of years now with Werribee. Um, he could slot straight into you know an assistant AFL coaching job. Uh, he, he knows the game well, and uh, we we're just talking um, just off air now. This Werribee side that's been a, a work in progress for not just this year, but six or seven, eight years. There's been cl- players like. Um, you know, Nick Coglin, the captain, Dom Brew, um, Michael Sodomarko, the former captain of Werribee, Kai Declase and Tommy Gribble, they've all played over 100 games of CFL footy, throw Matt Hanson in as well. Mm. Do they come back and butter up again next year? Uh, or, you know, is it the end? They're getting to an age where they need to make some some decisions on their footballing career and, and their family and what's best for them. And um, mm. it's, it's brutal to to you know, VFL players that got to work full time and, and then train late at night and um, you know, the pay's not great so the commitment from, from them is absolutely enormous and um, you, know, you just hope that, that Werribee can, can keep a,
0: a really strong list together and, and be really competitive again next year. Absolutely. Great VFL Grand Final. How would you rate your own performance today, Brownie? You're a perfectionist and you like to, you know, look up the, th- the, th- the source <laughs> before, uh, before you go on air. So what did you roll with today? No, nah, I, I, I kept the funny stuff to, uh,
7: to myself today. Um, you know, there's Ooh, a player okay. the Very serious. called Forkhead. That you could have had a little bit of fun with, but I didn't. Um, but I'm, I'm lucky enough to work with the best calling team in the, in the country as far as I'm concerned. Nigel Carmody and Jason Bennett do an outstanding job week in, week out. So um, my job is very, very easy uh, compared to what they do. And um, I just try and get a little bit of humour in there every now and then, but not many laughs in the commentary box. But I'll, I'll keep trying, mate. It's been eight years what? and I haven't got the sack yet.
0: Absolutely. Now, save the humour for SEN track on a Monday and a Tuesday and a Friday, Brownie. That's where you really bring out some of your best work. Hey, before we let you go, uh, who wins the Brownlow, who wins the grand final, and who's the Norm Smith medalist? Okay, so I'm going to say that the Brownlow tomorrow night is
7: going to be like Alligator Blood versus Chautauqua. (laughs) You've got the Gay Waterhouse trained Nick Dacos out in front by 10 or 11 votes with seven rounds to go, and then you've got the injury, and then you've got uh, Marcus Bontempelli, that's Chautauqua, that's absolutely flying down the outside and getting votes, threes and twos and ones, <laughs> and it comes down to the last game at geelong Cadinia Park, and he gets two votes, and he <laughs> falls short of winning the Brownlow. Nick Dacos wins it by a vote in what should be one of the great counts.
0: Right. There you, look, at, you've thought of this as well. You, you've... You've really hardest, put some time mate, and effort man, sure, into it. This yeah, is the no, time, time of year that. you you often dominated. I mean, you were probably stiff not to win a couple of Brownlows, dog, but certainly well, grand final week Five was Brownlows your time. I've been to. Two as a player, 07 and 08, and three as a red carpet specialist.
7: Not many players, <laughs> in fact, I don't know anyone, that goes to more Brownlows in retirement than when they played the game, but I managed to do it <laughs> somehow.
0: I love it I love it Brownie before we let you go who wins Saturday um, by how much and a Norm Smith please Uh, I tipped Brisbane at the start of the year when they were 750 so there's no point jumping off now
7: I'm going to say Brisbane win by 10 points and Joe Danaher kicks four
0: and wins the Norm Smith medal Love it. Dog, we appreciate you jumping on. Appreciate you coming and uh, fronting up tomorrow. I think a lot of my friends thought that I just made you up and that we weren't actually friends. But it's good to know that we do have a friendship like that where you can come out and see the ma- see the boys. No, always, mate. Just don't miss a tip that I
7: give on Twitter or uh, I'll just send our friendship quick smart.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
7: that that has uh, <laughs> you, <JD>. just
0: yeah. <laughs> I'll never miss one I'm again. Up. Thank you, thank you, dog. Enjoy Campbell Brown joining us. I love, uh, love that man. He is a very very funny operator, and uh, he will just dazzle you on uh, on S N track this week. Uh, so a statement provided by SE uh, provided to SEN by ticket Tech regarding the Collingwood grand final ticket schmozzle so that's uh, it's going on as we speak but this is what ticket Tech have provided to SEN we're aware some of uh, we're aware of some members contacting the Collingwood Football Club and the AFL in regards to the grand final ballot the ballot process ran as per the instruction from the AFL Collingwood Football Club and the MCG without issue the ballot results will be published at 9 a.m. Monday, the 25th of September. So you'll know tomorrow if you are going to get a ticket, and hopefully, all that will be sorted. So uh, stay patient. If you haven't heard anything by 9 a.m. tomorrow, maybe uh, then give them a call. But that's a, prov- a statement provided by Ticketek Tech to SEN regarding the Collingwood ticket snafu. Uh, if you are affected by that, 0433 981116. Before we get to a break. Ben Graham and Michael Whiting still to come in a jam packed show. Jules has done a great job to put uh, this show together. Come down to the SEN Audio Hub. You can win a $50 Crown gift card. Uh, Join us live from the Audio Hub at Crown Metropole Precinct. It's footy finals time at Crown. We better get to a call and on the line is the Gold Coast Crow who uh, wants to have a chat. Hello Gold Coast Crow.
3: How are you going there?
0: Good, good. What can we do for
3: you? I just thought I'd give you a call because, yes, I'm a Crow supporter, but I also live on the Gold Coast. And I just think I've watched both the SANFL and the VFL Grand Finals today. And I just think it's wonderful for, one, the AFL and, two, the Gold Coast, that they've got some silverware. They've had some success. And, yeah, I I really hope that it, it helps success, breeds success. So.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It does seem it does seem a bit strange though that the Gold Coast have just won the Victorian Football League. I think the AFL needs to make a change there and make it a, I guess a a reserves competition and over an AFL reserves competition, so that it's not the weird situation of the Gold Coast Suns winning the VFL. So, um, but I think it's great. I think it's great to see a new team win it as well. And the Gold Coast uh, it didn't go well in the AFL this year, but it's great to see that their depth is quite strong. And uh, they were able to get the job done there. So appreciate that, Gold Coast Crow. Uh, call back anytime. We appreciate you joining on. Yeah, go keep yeah,
3: going. Yeah, no, go. that, that's cool. No, I was just going to say, um, I totally agree. Like, I, I am one of these BFL, uh, sorry, not BFL, AFL reserves comp. I just think yeah. it would be just great to be able to go to a game and watch the resies and watch the AFL, and yeah, have 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 the reserves comp and then it's got. AFL reserves, AFL, AFL full blood, and you don't have to worry about these arguments with the SANFL teams, the AFL teams, the VFL teams. You can just go out there and have a full comp, and, yeah, yep. I, I just think it's good. Like
0: bit, bit of silverware, get a bit of well. It'd be great. here on the Gold Coast, yeah. and away we go. we go. I like it. Good stuff. The Gold Coast women are in action right now at Metricon Stadium as well. So 7-6-48, Gold Coast lead, the Bulldogs 7 2 44. Thanks for your call on the open line 1300 736 736. Feel free to get through your predictions. Is Monday night, the Brownlow, uh, and then Saturday, obviously, the Grand Final. Send us your Brownlow prediction, your premiers by How much and your Norm Smith, and also your favourite Grand Final moments. Dean sent through the Brownlow for Marcus Pontempelli, Collingwood by eight points, and Jordan Degoey will win the Norm Smith. So that's from Dean. Curtis also says, Ballot is a disgrace. Legends members missed out. Legends members are supposed to be guaranteed tickets. Yeah, there's a, there's an issue going on there and it's it's not good enough in the biggest game of the year. It's not good enough in the biggest game of the year that this sort of stuff's happening to a supporter base of 90,000 plus. It shouldn't it shouldn't go like this. We, we know that they have their issues at times, Ticket Tech, but anyway, th- this is not the time of year or the week To do so. Uh one three hundred seven three six seven three six zero four double three ninety-eight eleven sixteen. Uh we might oh yeah, the final score in that game, 48-44. So the Gold Coast have held on. A fast finishing Bulldogs, 7-2 to 7-6 there. So we'll take a break. We'll get Dave in box hill up on the other side of it. Hold the line there, Dave. We will uh we'll get you after this. You're listening to SEN Sunday nights on your home of sport with John Donahoe. John Donahoe filling in for Jordan Canellis He's back on NFL Mondays tomorrow at about 2 a.m. alongside Ben Graham. We're going to speak to Ben Graham on the other side of the next break around uh, five minutes' time. Just about a little bit of uh, ice hockey that he went and watched today. The LA Kings taking on the Arizona Coyotes. But one 300 through 9 uh, through nearly 10 overs, India one for 69 in the second one-day international. They belted the pants off Australia in the first. So I think Australia lost 5 for 25 in the uh, in the end. So we'll see if they can lift their form. No, no Pat Cummins, no Mitch Marsh, Steve Smith captaining this game, and then Spencer Johnson getting his opportunity in the one-day international side. So we'll keep you across that, Australia and India, in a one-day international. Dave's in Box Hill. He's jumped on the open line, wants to have a chat. G'day, Dave.
3: G'day, John. You're doing an awesome job, mate. Well done. Real Thank quick, you, uh, the I'm going the pies, and I'll tell you why. Nine, possibly ten, if Taylor Adams gets in, of those players would have played the 2018 Grand Final, and that would still be burning in their guts. Norm mm. Smith, I'm going Jordan degoey He missed eight minutes of football last weekend. <laughs> He's going to be chomping at the bit. Brownlow, I'm going the bonds. So there
0: you go, mate. You're doing an awesome job. It's great listening thank to you. Go thank fight. you, Dave. Much appreciated. So Dave's rolling in the pies and uh, Jordan Goey and then the bont for the Brownlow. I love, I, I, I'm unashamedly a Marcus Bontempelli fan, have been since the day he set foot on an AFL field. Uh, he's my favourite player in the competition I, and I think he is a worthy winner of the Brownlow medal should he get it tomorrow night. I, I just think... I've got a feeling Nick Dacos is going to stream away at the start, and then obviously there was a couple of games in there where he didn't have his greatest days, but he's going to be leading by a hell of a lot through this whole count. I just think Bont went through a patch where he got three, three, two, I reckon, uh, and a couple others throughout there. He'll get a couple of threes, uh, a couple of twos, and ones as well around that back half of the year. I just think he's going to reel him in. I've got a feeling about the Bont. Uh I, I just love the way he plays. I think Nick Dacos is going to be a worthy Brownlow medalist if he does win it also. I think he... How could you how could you fault what Nick Dacos does? Fantastic player. And you can just see how much... How important he is to Collingwood's structure, especially there on Friday night. Slow start, started on the bench, went forward, went into the midfield, played a little bit at half-back as well. So he sort of missed a fix-it, got himself into the game, still had 20-plus disposals, and I think... He's going to be better for the run, certainly, and he is the type of player that he's going to be there and dominate a grand final, and you can imagine that. I, I think he might. I think he'll, Collingwood will win, I think, and, and I think he's going to win the Norm Smith medal. As boring as that sounds, I reckon he is a big game player. He's the type who could just take the, take it by the scruff of the neck, and if he poles well in the Brownlow, I reckon he's going to go out there, and I reckon he's going, to, uh, he's going to win the Norm Smith as well. So it's going to be a great game of footy. I cannot wait for it on Saturday afternoon. It just seems right that it's these two teams. I was leaning in, uh, the Victorian in me was leaning into a Collingwood-Carlton grand final. I think for the, the city and overall, it would have been fantastic viewing. But I think this seems right. This is the the, the best two teams all year on the ladder. One V2. Uh, they've had some great battles throughout the season. And I think this grand final is going to be one for the ages. I think Collingwood going to win a really tight one. But I'm, I'm taking nothing away from Brisbane. I think I said Brisbane in my... In my uh, pre-season predictions, I think I said Brisbane, but I just think right now Collingwood slightly better placed, even though Brisbane in better form. I just think Collingwood, they, they, they live for these big moments. And the MCG is their fortress. And, and I, I don't want to uh, necessarily take the game away from Brisbane because of the MCG, but I think it plays a little bit into Collingwood's hands, obviously being their home ground in front of their home fans. And there'll only be 17,000 from both sides uh in there the loyal fans which i think is a ridiculous thing i think the afl needs to sort that out quick smart and do it the other way around just put a few corporates in and then the rest uh loyal supporters 1-300-736-736-0433 98 ben graham going to join us on the other side of this no jordan Canellas tonight john donohoe with you for the next hour jordy going to be back rocking Uh, NFL Mondays alongside our next guest Ben Graham in uh, in a few hours' time, and so we will welcome in Ben Graham uh, to just give us a little little pumping of uh, Arizona talk. He played for the Arizona Card uh, Cardinals in the NFL, and you can win an Arizona sporting holiday at iCanWin.com.au. BG, welcome. Uh, Good, uh, good evening, John. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, Jordan's probably
1: tucked up in bed, getting ready for uh, an early morning. 2.30, we're on air before the 3 o'clock games tomorrow morning on SEN, so it's uh, not far off bed myself. But yes, Arizona, what a destination. I was lucky enough to spend the day today, thanks to the Arizona Coyotes, at Rod Arena to watch the Ice Hockey, the NHL Preseason Global Series. First time that Ice Hockey has been played uh, NHL Ice Hockey, that is, in the Southern Hemisphere. So it was A privilege to get along and watch the Arizona Mm. Coyotes against the LA Kings. It was a fascinating experience. I've been to a few ice hockey games in America, but to see the Aussie crowd getting right involved was just brilliant. So hopefully next time they come out, they bring enough merchandise because apparently they sold out.
0: Amazing, amazing! Australians go to anything, and don't forget uh, to celebrate Arizona tourism and uh, to, uh, to celebrate Arizona tourism and United Airlines are offering a lucky winner return flights from Australia to Phoenix with a voucher for accommodation and sporting and outdoor experiences. To enter, visit iCanWin.com.au. A must-see destination, home of the Grand Canyon, and uh, also a sports leader. That had the Super Bowl there last year. Uh, Benny, you you played, you plied your trade. In Arizona, apart from it being bloody hot, what 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 are we love about Arizona?
1: <laughs> well, I I I'm speaking from the heart. I actually, Phoenix is one of the favourite cities of mine in the world. And yes, it is hot for about three months a year. But there is so much to do even during that time up in Sedona and Flagstaff uh, during the winter, even the summer months. We took the kids the Polar Express. They have a train up there through the snow. It's absolutely brilliant. But The golfing. If you're a sports enthusiasm uh, enthusiast, the golf is the best in the world per square mile. A number of world class golf courses. They host the Phoenix Open with the famous 16th hole. There's hiking, mountain biking. There's four professional sports teams in Phoenix. There's only 12 Mm -hmm. cities in America that have a baseball team, an ice hockey team, uh, a basketball team. And an NFL team in the one city, and Phoenix has got exactly that. There is so much to see and do. The weather is perfect for all year round. It really is, and and I loved it. I, I really did love it. For the people that have been there, I saw a lot of Australians there at the Super Bowl in February, and they they lapped it up. There is so much to see and do, and this 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 trip, this this prize trip for two thanks to United Airlines and Arizona Tourism. If you don't go to ICanWin.com.au and sign up for this,
0: then you're kidding yourself because it is a bucket list item. I'm doing it right now, Benny, because uh, I want to be on the plane over there to, uh, to Arizona. Did you, have, did you have a little, you know, every, every time you go to a different city, I, I know a lot of people would scope out, you know, favourite coffee shop, favourite pub, whatever it is. Did you have a little slice of heaven that you liked in, uh, in Arizona? Well, yeah, so it's one of those places,
1: there are lots of gated communities, and in the gated community is a school and a golf course, and so we had so many families of the Cardinals back uh, in late 2008, 2009, 2010, so it was a really family-orientated place to live, but You've Got to Climb Camelback was a great little mountain in the middle of Phoenix, which tests even the best hikers I did it in 27 minutes so if you have ever done it before to try and measure yourself against that but it is it is a spread out city but it's very well connected with its freeways but i mean my my greatest sporting achievement uh happened when i was playing for the cardinals in arizona when we won the nfc championship game i've, I've seen that city come to life when they've got a successful franchise like the cardinals back then um, Because we lost the Super Bowl, it didn't really matter. Winning the NFC Championship game was like winning a grand final. It was like the ultimate based on how the NFL was set up with the two conferences. But there is so much to do and see, and this is a great opportunity uh, to sign up and get over
0: there. Absolutely. There's no better prize in sport uh, at the moment. We're offering it here on SEN uh, Sports Fans for a chance to win an incredible Arizona sporting holiday. Visit ICanWin.com.au. And don't forget, tomorrow morning, 3am, 11.16, BG is going to be on with Jordan Canellis. What are we looking forward to tomorrow? What And just before you answer that, what the hell is going on with my New York football giants, Benny? Yeah, well, they, they have been a
10: real
1: disappointment so far this year. Uh, shut out by the Cowboys week one. It was a uh, their equal greatest comeback in history last week against my Cardinals. So they are one and one. Um, but, look, you'd think that a lot more is expected of them. Brian Dayball was coach of the year last year. They made the playoffs. But Daniel Jones, you know, he's got a lot to live up to. Saquon Barkley is out this week, probably for a couple of weeks with his ankle injury, but they're going about as well as your fantasy team, yeah. John Donahoe. Uh, well, no, you're going okay. Yeah. <laughs> you're I think I've put away. up two yeah, 150s
0: in, in the first two weeks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so, uh, no. No, no,
0: you're,
1: you're doing really well. No, there were lots to look forward to in week three. It's about this time when we start to see a lot of the, the teams go 3-0 and and put themselves in the conversation for playoffs, and those that also go which essentially only six teams in the history of the NFL have made the playoffs from an 0-3 start. And the one game I refer to in Week 3 is the Chargers at the Vikings. Both 0-2. The loser of this is really going to struggle. And both teams were talked about to be up there in their divisions and in their respective conferences. So, so much to look forward to, though, John. So, make sure you set your alarms.
0: Yes, absolutely. I'll, uh, I don't miss a Monday morning getting up at 3 a.m. It's, it's a great part of my week, even though it is a little bit early. Uh, Benny, before we let you go, I need to ask the AFL Grand Final this week. Who, uh, who wins by how much and a Norm Smith medal tip, please? Oh, okay. Um, well, I was lucky enough to
1: go to uh, Carlton, Melbourne uh, two weeks ago and then again the Collingwood GWS game. And fantastic atmosphere. I know that it's a corporate event, but you know that Collingwood are going to have the numbers there. But I do think Collingwood, they've been the best team all year. They did have a flat spot towards the end of the season, but they've come good. They fought off GWS. I thought the winner of that game would win the flag. We know that Brisbane are a much better team up there at the Gabba. Although I'm a big Josh Dunkley fan, I think Collingwood collingwood will win uh, based on those last two games I've been to looking for a close result. It'll be fantastic if there's a goal in it. So I'm going to say Collingwood by a goal. And I'm going to say Darcy Moore for Norm Smith. I think he'll uh, he'll steady the ship as Harris Andrews did back there and make it really difficult for Joe Danaher um, and Eric Hipwood. I think
0: Darcy Moore's an absolute gun. And he, in my book, will win the uh, Norm Smith medal. Lovely. Benny Graham, as always, it's a pleasure. You make sure you go and set the right lineup for this week. Try and get yourself on the board, and we'll uh, we'll talk again soon. <laughs> on you, John. See you, mate. Thank you. Be- Benny Graham there. Don't forget, sports fans, for a chance to win an incredible Arizona sporting holiday, visit ICanWin.com.au. Michael Whiting going to join us shortly. We're broadcasting live from the audio hub down at Crown. Get down here. To the, audio, to the SEN Audio Hub for your chance to win a $50 crown gift card. There's some people here, so I'm going to give one to these lucky people. What's your name, ma'am? Danny. Danny you can enjoy that, a $50 crown gift card uh, for coming into the Audio Hub. It's nice to have you here. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. Uh, Michael Whiting from AFL.com.au. you going to join us next. Four
11: years ago. One price of stoppage. Elliot's onto it. Kicks out to the wing. Josh Dakos in pursuit. Kelly comes at him. Josh is able to gather. Being pursued. Turned his hips forward and got away. Kicks perfectly. Hoskin Elliott marks. Collingwood fans rises one. Hoskin Elliott has the ball for as long as he's allowed. He lays it off to the side, and it's safe! It's safe! Oh. Collywood survives. The quintessential preliminary final thriller, Craig McCray!
0: Gives you goosebumps when G Waitley is just belting that out in front of 97,000 people. That was how the boys called it on AFL Nation on Friday night. The Pies with a one-point victory. goosebump stuff at 97,000 in at the MCG. And the roar, you could hear it on the TV, was deafening. And you could hear it in the back of that, uh, well, in the background of the radio call there. So amazing stuff. Uh, it's it's going to be a fantastic grand final. Can't wait for it on Saturday. Let's just let's just go back a little bit now to Friday night, and we'll, we'll cycle through a few things here as well from last night as well. But uh, Craig McRae uh, spoke post game about uh, them deserving to be in the grand final.
9: It deserves an interesting word, but I suppose you, you, we've got ourselves in this position. Um, yeah, we're really proud of our journey. We, we mentioned during the week about. You know, it takes two years to get to these moments, or our story is that, at least. Um, you know, even after the game, I mentioned on the whiteboard, you know, two years of doing one-on-one fight drills. Like, we do it every, every session. Two minutes of it tick off, two minutes next one. I don't know how many hours that is, but you saw some of those contests in the last quarter, how much we'd rehearsed those moments. So, yeah, no, we, we sit in this and take a little bit of a breath and be really proud of what we've, we've achieved so far.
0: Craig McRae, they deserve to be in the grand final up against his old mob. He spoke also about the message that he delivered at halftime. It was a close contest the whole way through. It was a dour struggle. And then at halftime, he spoke about the message.
9: Yeah, we knew, well, um, GWS, the last two weeks, their second quarters quarter's been outstanding. You know, that's when they put, put the foot down and, and you know, put the opposition away. And we knew that was going to come. Um, I didn't feel like they put us away, though. You know, I thought we hung in there when we needed to. And it's probably... Yeah, as good as they were, I think our ability just to hang tough um, without the scoreboard affecting too much more. But um, message at halftime was, um, I thought we were a bit too slow and, and stodgy. Uh, we didn't move the ball quick enough. Um, yeah, not brave enough. Not enough you know, overlap run and get some chaos in the game. So um, that was the message. And then we had to try to you know, put Nick to half back to get some run and carry and um, try to get the game going a bit more.
0: He's a fantastic coach. You can you can understand why his players would love him so much, but the messaging that he delivers is, is so simple and succinct and, and it works for their players. He was able to get them to just hang in there, get the job done and, and hold their nerve in the, the tightest of moments. So Craig McRae there after Friday night. And uh, Collingwood's ecstasy was GWS's agony and here was Toby Green in the rooms following their loss. Hard to reflect on this season when you... When you get that close,
1: uh, yeah, that one hurts. That one really hurts. Just uh, I don't know, It's a tough, tough change room at the moment, but um, we'll come together, we'll come back, we'll come back stronger. Um, just put yourself out there, you know, um, get that close. Uh, that's what happens. Yeah, there he is. I mean, it was an awesome year, but once you get this close, it's. Uh, you want to go on and win it, um, and we felt like we were good enough too, but hats off to Collingley. They were tough tonight. A uh, flip of a coin, really, in the end, and it's
8: just, yeah, it just hurts.
0: The raw emotion there from the GWS skipper. He's had a magnificent year. I think what a brilliant decision it was to make him the captain of this footy club. He's stood up. You could see a couple of times when decisions weren't going their way, he nearly got his head ripped off in the last quarter, but when decisions weren't going their way, The old Toby Green may have bitten the head off the umpire, but you could see him bite his lip on a couple of occasions and his teammates came in to to talk.
11: You know, we need to make sure we maintain that that level and improve on it. They had patches and we had patches and really neither of us were finishing our work, um, to be fair. I'll I'll slant it as we were defending well and not finishing our work, but, um, you know, fly I'll do the same thing and, and, and he'd be right. But, yeah, when it's a one-point game, it can go either way. You look at every little uh, entry, every little instance where you're defending. uh, Could we have done better? Could we have saved a goal? Could we have saved a point? Could we have saved territory? You know, and you go through all that. And and I'm sure our boys will replay all their moments in their heads for a long, long period of time. But that's uh, the nature of prelim finals. It's the nature of losing by a point.
0: Adam Kingsley there after Friday night's tough defeat at the hands of Collingwood. They were in that game the entire way and they, they were every chance to win it. And I don't think they did anything wrong. It wasn't a case of they let slip a game that they should have won. They, they were the underdogs going in. They matched Collingwood, who's who's been the best team all year, just about. So... I think they should hold their heads up really high. You can hear the, the raw emotion in both Toby Green and Adam Kingsley. Kingsley proven to be a really good coach and a really good choice to bring in as the coach. He, he's got the backing of that playing group, and and I think that's evident the way they play. The, the, the way that GWS link up via handball, cross-half-back, they, they just have so much trust in one another, and I think that's going to hold them in really good stead going forward. I think they've got a bright future uh, in uh, in terms of rising up the ladder. I don't think they're going to be far away from a premiership. They add some pieces, hopefully, in the off-season. I reckon they can compete for the top four again next year. one senator Sunday nights. Uh, we are down here at the Audio Hub at Crown. If you're in the precinct, we might have another $50 gift card we can give away. But join us live from the Audio Hub at Crown in the Metropole precinct. It's footy finals time at Crown, more Sunday evenings on SEN next. So in it comes to Wiedereen. It's Devil May Care. Start for the kick,
11: came up short. Coleman marks. Hand passed to Gardner was an interesting choice. Gardner showed him the footy. Oh, you wouldn't believe it. He's kicked it to the goal line. McCarthy's taken it right there. The Lions fans know that this is the kill shot. Lincoln McCarthy from point blank range. Puts them into the grand final. High to work under. Tap came the way of Lions, who's come in. Inside 50, spoil made on Hipwood. Bailey, what a gather. Siren Sounds. A perfect season at the Gabba is the launching pad to the last day at the MCG. 20 years on, the Lions will again face Collingwood in the AFL grand final. They sink the Blues by 21 points.
0: So the Lions there, they got their opportunity and they took it. Didn't have to leave Brisbane in the final series and they got the job done against Carlton. A burst from Carlton, a five goal first term from the Blues. It really shell-shocked the Lions but they were able to rally themselves back, kick five goals in the second quarter and get the job done. It was a fantastic show of resilience from Brisbane and and they get their opportunity finally uh, for, for the first time in, in a long time. 2004, obviously, was the last time that they played in a grand final against Port Adelaide. And now they get their opp- opportunity to go and one step further and, and win their first grand final since uh, 2003. So it was a big game and, and the, the wave of emotion that was rolling with Carlton was there. And obviously after that start, their, their crowd, the little crowd that was there was certainly up and about, but uh, it just didn't go their way. Let's have a listen to the victorious coach first. Uh, this was Chris Fagan after the loss, after the win.
9: Because we have worked really hard at,
1: at learning from all those um, occasions where we haven't played in the manner that we wanted to in, in some of the big games. Um, and it's been building. Up, you know, We were better last year in finals. In the end, we just got knocked out by a champion team um but we learn a lot from it we've learned a lot from Geelong, playing against them in finals and playing against them in preliminary finals and we've never we've never really ever shied away from our lessons um, internally I, I know I stick up for my blokes like a madman sometimes but internally we, we've always dealt with our with our issues and our and our um, our weaknesses because um, that's how you get better at them so yeah all uh, uh, that performance tonight, all of those things that we've been talking about and working on sort of came together because we're, we're in a good spot at quarter time. You
0: know. Good to see Chris Fagan get his opportunity as well to coach in a grand final. They, they loaded up. They've got a great young list as well. And their forward line is is unbelievable when it's up and going. And when they're actually kicking goals and they've got the kicking boots on, that, that combination of of, uh, of Hipwood and Danaher is really strong. And then there's smalls, there's zippy smalls like McCarthy and Charlie Cameron and uh, Zach Bailey when he rolls through there. It makes for a dangerous combination. Collingwood defenders are going to really have to be on their A game next weekend, but it's going to be a fantastic grand final. Uh, Michael Voss was hoping to be the one to be coaching in a grand final. It wasn't uh, to be. Here was uh, Vossie after the game. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll sit with the disappointment.
8: Um you know, I think, you know, if you asked me this question 14 weeks ago, you know, it's a, probably a completely different answer.
11: Um, but as the, as the season unfolded and as our form um, come together, we sort of had that really collective shift um, together. It, it seemed like, you know, we could certainly compete against the, the best teams in the competition. Uh, uh, the last couple of weeks only really reinforced that in our own minds, um, so we come
8: up here with a real goal to um, obviously get this job done, and we're fallen short, so we're we're extremely disappointed.
0: So close yet so far for Michael Voss and the Blues, but a nice platform set, and they'll go again next year. They gave the Blues fans a whole lot of, uh, of hope, and I think that that hope's just going to rise. They're a great team. I love watching Sam Walsh play. 34 disposals by far. The best on ground last night. He had 34, and then the next best was for Brisbane at 24 disposals. Unbelievable in terms of the discrepancy. Sam Walsh had the ball on a string last night. So a full season for him next year, and hopefully an injury-free season is going to only mean dangerous things if you're uh, if you're playing against Carlton. But uh, well done to the Blues. Should be proud of what uh, the season that they put together, and hopefully. Uh, Bigger and better things for them next year. Join us live from the audio hub at Crown in the Metropole precinct. It's footy finals time at Crown. We're here all week. Jared and Dwayne and Kane and uh, Jared Healy are going to be down here over the next week. So make sure you come in and say hello. There's $50 Crown gift cards up for grabs if you come down to the SEN audio hub. If you're just joining us, Gold Coast win their first ever. Uh, pre, uh VFL premiership uh, their first the first ever interstate team as well to do so Glenelg win in the sandful and uh I think it's East Perth have a lead as well in the waffle 10 12 72 uh, leading Peel Thunder in the fourth quarter, 6 7 So it's grand final day right around the country. It's great to be with you right up until 8 o'clock tonight. We're going to finish things off. Uh, Michael Whiting, afl.com.au, is going to paint the Brisbane perspective for us on the other side of this. John Donohoe with you, filling in for Jordan canellis who's going to be ready to go on NFL mornings tomorrow. Uh, nice to be down here at Crown. There's real buzz at Crown at the Audio Hub. So, obviously, the Brownlow here tomorrow night and then the lead-up to grand final week. There's going to be plenty of people coming in and out, players, coaches, officials, all that throughout the week. So, make sure you stay tuned. If you're in the Crown area, come and see us. Come say hello. Uh, Jared and all the crew, Dwayne and uh, Kane, will all be down here at certain points throughout the week. So, make sure, uh, if you are in town, feel free to come and uh, have a chat. And, obviously, it's going to be booming on Friday as well when... Uh, we get the public holiday also. Zero uh, four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Send through your texts uh, before we finish up in about ten fifteen minutes time. But joining us on the line to finish off uh, a recap of last night's game of footy, Carlton and Brisbane AFL.com.au journalist and uh, covers the Lions and the Gold Coast Suns up there in the Sunshine State. Michael Whiting joins me online. Uh, G'day, Michael. Hey, John. How you going? going really well and uh, i tell you what brisbane must be a buzz the broncos through to a grand final the lions through to a grand final it's the place to be
2: something mate we've never seen anything like it it's <laughs> been a long time since either team's been in the grand final and for them both to have home prelims on the same night mm-hmm. the you know, 85 000 to 90,000 fans at the two live events in brisbane just massive and for them to both win yeah the city's buzzing
0: so there was no real you know robbing Peter to pay Paul situation last night i mean the the gabba was filled and then there was still a healthy crowd and a healthy buzz for the the game at Suncorp as well
2: yeah Suncorp was sold out as well fifty two plus
0: thousand and
2: there's actually been a few times this year where there's been events on at both venues at the same time and it's I thought it might they might cannibalize each other a bit but they never have um, there's enough enough support for both clubs and both sports in the city and um yeah mate they
0: there uh, are <laughs> yeah, filled them both no worries at all absolutely what is the vibe like i mean you know we know it's a it's traditionally a rugby league town but they tend those things tend to flip if uh, if if it's just the lions in the finals they tend to get on board but now with both there and we'll talk more mostly about the lions what what is the feeling around town there, there'll be a positivity going around
2: oh absolutely like it's it is a league town but the Broncos will always have a core of supporters and the majority of supporters, but Brisbane, uh, say so Brisbaneites, Queenslanders love winners. And that's been the line generally for the last four or five years. And the membership steadily ticked up and the crowds have done likewise. I think that was their sixth, maybe seventh sellout at the Gabba this year. And obviously when fans are rocking up and watching their team win on their home deck every week, like they have this year, 13 from 13, it, um, you're going to want to come back. They play a good brand of footy, obviously, an exciting brand. So, um, yeah, mate, it's huge. The more and more, I, I call them floating fans, like fans that love all the sports, and there's there's plenty of them in Brisbane, and there's plenty jumping on the lines. Yeah.
0: Absolutely, they were they were undefeated at the Gabba throughout the year, and I mean mm. that's the definition of making uh, making your home ground a fortress. It was all set up for them. To, to get to the grand final, don't have to travel through the finals until now. And I guess after that first quarter last night, you'd be sitting there as a Lions fan you say, oh, this is a bit worrying on our home deck.
2: Absolutely. I've spoken to a lot of people in the last 24 hours and there was a lot of nerves going around at quarter time. But that's the progression of Brisbane as a team this year. We saw it last night. Um, not saying they would have necessarily lost that match 12 months ago, but the composure and the calmness that they showed uh, late in that first quarter to steady the ship a little bit And then in the second quarter It's when they got ascendancy to capitalise on the scoreboard And get their nose in front before half-time There's just that maturity that you get from playing Four or five years of finals Eight, nine or ten finals behind you And going through all sorts of different scenarios So they were terrific last night But yeah, it was an, an edgy first quarter for sure
0: absolutely they get their first opportunity since 2004 we know they went down to Port Adelaide Chris Fagan gets his first opportunity in a grand final as well he's been a a fantastic coach for them and I guess the pressure gets heaped on you when you've been so good for so long and you don't get to a grand final so for now to get the opportunity I think it's a great great thing for Chris Fagan to get that experience for the first time yeah absolutely
2: Johnny I think he's um, development or evolution as a coach has helped the team this year he, he himself to me seems like a, a calmer figure um, he's, uh, the past couple of years there's been a lot of pressure on him and Brisbane not progressing past semifinals or preliminary finals and he's often felt on edge to me but this year there's always been a calmness even after they've had poor losses they had the poor loss to Melbourne about 8 weeks ago where they coughed up a big lead late in the match they lost poorly to Gold Coast not long after that but he's always remained calm and steadfast and, and assured. And I think that's rubbed off on his players. It's almost like uh, his maturity and his lessons as a coach have been you know, manifested within the playing group. And great opportunity for him. He's been there when they... He came in when they were at the bottom and now they're, mm. you know, they're, at the, uh, they're at the doorstep of what they're hoping to achieve and making the final Saturday in September
0: absolutely i know dane zorko said today we're not playing the ground we're playing collingwood but it, it's always the question when brisbane come down here when they play at the mcg i know they broke the curse and the hoodoo against melbourne last year in a final they got that done and you know they lost the game game against Hawthorne earlier this year at the mcg and people were thinking oh they can't play the ground but uh, is it is it something that we need to worry about i mean i i know collingwood are the home team and they're going to have the majority of the support but a, Surely that's gone now for Brisbane and, and this team is, is a bit stronger than worrying about that?
2: I, I think they are, but I think they're fair questions to ask until they ultimately get a win mm. <laughs> on the big stage and there's no bigger stage than Saturday. I actually think that Melbourne match I just referenced that they played, uh, I think it was round 17 or 18, mm. they had the the four-goal lead late and they lost. I actually think that gave them a lot of confidence. Because for eighty to ninety percent of the match they played some of their best football under Chris Fagan against a really strong opponent in Melbourne. And yeah, they coughed up that lead late. But I actually think that gave them confidence in playing the ground well and I don't think it holds the fears that it may have a couple of years ago anymore.
0: Absolutely. What what are you expecting selection wise? Do they do they just go in? Unchanged. I was talking before, their, their forward line's so dynamic that there's probably no need to change anything around the ground. Maybe Jack Payne, if fit, comes back in to uh, solidify that defence?
2: Yeah, that's the only question mark, really. It's whether Jack Payne's fit. Uh, I don't think he will be, but if he is, then you've got a selection dilemma because Darcy Gardner played so well on Charlie Kernow last night. It's a real quandary if it comes to that, but you're in a good position either way. But I'm with you. I don't think you change that forward line. It's so dynamic. Jack Gunson's available, but there's no reason to bring him back. Cam Rayner's played as the third tall, and those small, those half forwards and small forwards, Cameron McCarthy, uh, Zach Bailey, Rayner himself. That's just, they're so dynamic and so difficult to match up on. I don't think you're going to tinker with that.
0: Now I know you're not on the uh, the board of Qantas, but have you heard any uh, of the the early prices for flights to get down from Brisbane to Melbourne on uh, during the week? Oh, I haven't actually. A lot of my mates
2: that are fans or members actually took the early jump and booked tickets a week or two ago. <laughs> ah, so smart. A few of them, Very smart. A few of them, yeah, a few of them got on early and and just took the gamble and thought worst case scenario they're still going to be down there for grand final weekend anyway. So. I haven't heard any of the the horror stories of, um, of last week where you know supporters of Carlton having to travel north. I haven't heard any of those horror stories going the other way just yet.
0: Absolutely. Hey, so what, what what's the plan for Brisbane? Now you, you're probably more in the know. When do they arrive in Melbourne? Obviously they'll they'll have the parade on Friday. It's it's sort of a, a truncated week. No, the, and more so than a normal week where they, they might fly in the, the day before or, or uh, on the on the day of the game. So what, what does the week look like for the Lions this week?
2: Yep. So they'll have uh, training tomorrow. They'll have a light session tomorrow. They'll have an open media session tomorrow. They'll train on Tuesday. That'll be an open training session in Brisbane. Uh, Wednesday, the players' day off, and then I believe they'll fly down on Thursday. Now, I believe they'll do their main session in Brisbane before flying down, but I'm not certain about that. But they'll be flying down on Thursday.
0: Beautiful. So rematch of the 2000 and and 2003 grand finals. It seems, I've said this to a few people on the show tonight, it seems like the right outcome. As much as Melbourne would be abuzz mm-hmm. with a buzz with a Carlton Collingwood grand final, I'm not sure the city would actually survive through a Carlton Collingwood grand final, but <laughs> this seems the right outcome, Michael. 1v2 on the ladder, the two best teams all year. It's one of those ones where I can't actually, I look at it and I go, I don't think I can split these two teams. I reckon the the Lions' forward line really strong, Collingwood's back line pretty strong, and their midfield as well. So it's a really evenly matched game.
2: Yeah, it feels like that, doesn't it? Um, I think Collingwood have the right to go in maybe ever-so-slight favourites. The home ground, they're used to playing in front of massive crowds at that venue. and So I think they've earned that right to be slight favourites. But Brisbane has beaten them twice this year in different circumstances both times there was no Nick Daykos obviously late in the season when they played at Marvel Stadium but Brisbane's best footy is is probably good enough to to challenge if not win so i, I think it's about as close to 50-50 as you can get heading into a grand final
0: well, Michael, we appreciate it. No better man to talk us through all things Queensland footy. Uh, appreciate it. Hopefully we'll see you in the vicinity of uh, the MCG during the week and uh, you've had a great season covering all things uh, Queensland footy up there, so we appreciate you jumping on.
2: Thanks, John. I can't wait to come down, mate.
0: <laughs> it's a beautiful uh, weather coming your way as well. Uh, it's going to be 25 degrees in Melbourne this weekend, so the Queenslanders that are coming down, It's going to be right up there, Ali. Uh, We're just about out of time. Big thanks to Michael Whiting, to Ben Graham, Jason Ackermanis, all the crew that we had on, Sarah Black as well to talk a bit of AFLW. All that will be on the podcast uh, in the next couple of hours as well. Been a great... Day here at uh, the Audio Hub at Crown. Make sure you uh, make sure you ch- come down, see the crew, get in the grand final spirit over the next uh, tw- uh, couple of days as well because it is going to be a huge week. The Brownlow tomorrow night. I'm tipping Marcus Pontepelli gets it ahead of Nick Dacos and Zach Butters. What a week it is. I love grand final week. I think it's uh, the greatest or one of the greatest weeks on the sporting calendar. And If you're a Collingwood and a Brisbane fan, it's a nervous week. Good luck if you're looking for tickets tomorrow. I think you'll uh, nine a.m. You'll hear if you've got uh, if you've gotten lucky in that aspect. But it's been uh, it's going to be a great week, and good luck to both teams. Big thanks to Jules. Big thanks to Bruce as well down here at Crown. We'll be back uh, with more SEN and uh, Footy Talk tomorrow. Don't miss Whateley and Breakfast and all that. You know the drill down here at Crown. Everyone's going to be here, so make sure you drop in and say hello. John Donneau signing off. Big thanks.